1: these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.
2: And we are live on the Jacob Media YouTube channel for a big Friday show. And thank God it is Friday. This has been a long week, Barrett. I gotta I gotta be honest. It's been I am a haul, shot man. today. Absolutely yeah. shot.
3: We've done everything. From baby watch to, to watch yeah. the 76ers get knocked out to, I mean, you name it, we, we, we've we done through it here, man. Then, then we're you know, before the show, I'm talking about, you know, the fact that I got to cut down on caffeine. I went in, my you know, I had borderline high blood pressure, you know, so right. I had, you know, I was like 131 over 80 something or something to something, something that nature, you know. So now 131 is high, you know, or considered higher borderline high. Hmm. so he said cut out the coffees and everything and i'm gonna tell you what though i'm just not with this decaf stuff bro
2: i mean what's the I don't know point you- <laughs> right Seriously, you know, what's some- the point i don't enjoy the taste of coffee enough to drink decaf well there has to be some sort of benefit i
3: don't know you're it, right you right know what I'm saying? so you know i don't i don't know i gotta change up then then our producer gets on you know xander Z- talking about animal animal just animal
2: guts animal what guts he- yeah he inhales <laughs> animal guts and you thought he was joking. I knew he was serious because he, you know, he's he's a very serious guy. You know what and I'm saying? I
3: I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't think so.
2: Yeah. You know? Well, I looked it up as you were talking to him because you seemed a little bit spellbound by it. And right, in fact, right. I thought you were you were kind you're kind of interested in this.
3: Well, he was talking about spleens and everything yeah. else, you know. Just just you know, he said, you know, forget, you know, vegetarians, you know, all that stuff. You need animal in you. I'm like
2: organ meats. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sometimes referred to as OFAL, offal, O F F A L are the organs of animals that humans prepare and consume as food. The most commonly consumed organs come from cows, pigs, lambs, goats, chickens and ducks. So he's like eating like a like a pig's liver. Right. And he's it's all bison. ground up into a little powder and he puts it in a capsule. And he, he says, says he has fresh, tremendous energy. Right. His testes in it too. I'm like, come yeah, on, bro. testicles. I don't,
3: I don't no. need to know
2: this. Right, really.
3: <laughs> That's why I stopped being baloney, man. I was a baloney guru. I could make baloney anyway. Yeah, I could make it. You know, like the fine restaurant will make baloney now. No, I don't sausage, need it now because
2: it's said it. sausage the
3: same thing. Don't do it to me, man. Don't. Do oh it yeah, me, I love don't sausage. Oh, you know, I I, I love I'm the sausage. Trouble. Right, right. <laughs> you know, back in the day, man. You know, I I. I I would tear bologna up, man. You make it's nothing like a fried bologna sandwich that you cut on the side because oh, it's going to put a big dome on it. So, good. you know, and ugh, I used to crush it, man. God. Yeah, I'd crush it. But now, I, I why I can't not eat good it for your
2: cholesterol though? It's you know not mean? good at all. Well, yeah. my
3: cholesterol was good, man. Yeah, I in, my cholesterol was good. It dropped. You know, mm. I'm below normal where it's supposed to be now, so that's looking good. But he was kind of he was kind of like, um, well, we need we need you know check on this. So now I got to go once a month. So mm. this is my second month doing it. And he said, "Man, you're, you're getting better. You're getting lower. You know what I'm saying?
2: I take a little pill every day for blood pressure, like Did five he? milligrams of something. I don't know what it is.
3: Well, he gave me this. He, he gave me this stuff that you know says it's only like five to ten milligrams. Also, yeah, yeah. you know it says borderline, but you don't want to say you don't want to do it. I say, well, you know, I heard that if you take blood pressure medicine,
2: you're." You know, your, 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 your Johnson doesn't get
3: up. I'm like, oh, what? Well, yes. That's no, what that's heard, not bro. true.
2: That's fake news, Barrett. <laughs> I can report that as fake news. Okay? So, of course,
3: you know, I went to extremes and not drinking coffee. And, you know, so I'm trying Who to. Who
2: told you that? It's, I don't, it's like a. Or did you read it on the on the Internet?
3: On the interweb? I don't don't know where I heard that from, man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But it concerned me at first, man. All right. We got got a lot to get into today besides blood pressure and organ meats. (laughs) Uh, We got sports to talk about. And we're going to do it with Nick Kale, one of my old colleagues uh, from the old place, who's now down in Nashville, Tennessee. And he also, believe it or not, from Nashville, does radio in Atlanta. He's on the Atlanta stations quite often. And uh, we're going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks and all things sports uh, with Nick Kale in the first hour of the show. And then the second hour of the show is going to be a breakfast on broad reunion with our mutual buddy, Rob Ellis.
4: Robbie, E, Rob E. And I know Rob has
2: got to be chomping at the bit to go off on Ben Simmons. Okay? Oh, no question. He gets very upset. Okay, very angry. He, he takes
3: s- things so to heart, man. He
2: really does. So he wears it heart, on his bro. sleeve. He's a Philadelphia yeah. Yeah. through and through sports fan, <laughs> and he gets very bothered. I'm, I'm sure he hasn't slept well all week. No, no of course you know? not, man. Of course not. I mean, I, I remember that Super Bowl year, mm.
3: and um, you know, we were working he together was down there. Sports, yeah. So yeah, we were we were making it happen, man. And, and I couldn't believe, you know, how this dude was reacting, you know, when you know it's all coming to fruition. You know, I can yeah. remember being on the stage. He was hurt.
2: He was he was yeah. visibly shaken. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He was Whew. but I, I tell you, it's really sunk in this week. I say it's been a long week because now I'm it's really sunk into me that the Sixers are out. Okay. Yeah. Because you know, we should be getting ready for, you know, Eastern Conference Finals, game two is what we should be getting ready for. And we got nothing. Well, you know, I feel
3: like we should take off for the next month and a half, bro. Hey.
2: If you can get that done, I'm with you. You know me. I will never turn down a vacation. Okay. You're going to give me six weeks right. off. I'll see you later. Right. <laughs> this microphone would be shut off as faster than you can imagine. It's just okay? so hard, man. Like, let like, it, let's we let Eitan about, do it for six weeks. Because he had off for a week. That is like six weeks for right. us. He, for he could do
3: it too, man. He could do it all by he himself. He could. He'd be going out. He'd just go with Just go through his text chain and just just go through it.
2: Oh, I know. He'd have a
3: great show by himself.
2: Buddy. Yeah. Well, he's sending all these weird texts again. Did you notice this this morning? I'm getting all these weird texts, <laughs> and I'm like, this. You know, shouldn't you be paying attention to your wife and baby? <laughs> right. Like, right. Seriously. Right. I they're going home. They're on. going home today. Okay. You right. <laughs> should have that house all prepared and ready for his wife and the baby. Right. He's you texting think that, us. You think that place is baby proofed? Don't you have to sort of baby proof stuff now, nowadays? You know, like you, when, it, when I was a kid, be. when you were a kid, the, we didn't have this kind of stuff. Like you no. could get into the medicine cabinet, you could get in underneath the sink where all like the, the toxic chemicals were, and you could sit there and drink bleach if you wanted to as a kid. Now right. everything's all locked up, and you, you know, you gotta they prepare like the electrical outlets in the wall, so the right? Kid they do not you put them in, in there, there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I
3: actually got burnt from that one time. I was with my, I was with my. T- two uncles and one is a year older than I was. And I was like, I was like six years old, man. And, um, one's a year older than the ones like four years older than me. So we're, you know, playing around. So my uncle, he's taking baby powder and he's throwing it at the, um, at the electrical outlet and he sticks something in there as you're throwing the baby powder and it, and it flash, flash burnt up. Yeah, boy. it flash burnt and yeah. it flash burnt the baby powder, and it flash burnt my ankle. I still have the burn on me from that. And I was over at my grandmother's house. My dad was so mad at my grandmother. She didn't even do it. He was right. so mad. They didn't speak to her for like a month. I'm like, yo, I'm five years old. I'm gonna go over to grandma's house. You ain't going over there. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until I was older that I understood why he was mad. Right. But then I was like, pops, come on. I hate to do it to you. Come on, man.
2: Yeah. That's, that's grandma. He didn't you know, It was my two uncles that you
3: know did it to me,
2: man. Oh, but, wow. You know. I'll tell you, you know what Etan needs to do? He He needs to make sure that little Teddy doesn't get into his stash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That the basement, the basement area is where A Time basically lives. That's where he does all his shows. He's gotta lock he, that door. He's fully sequestered from the rest of the house. I've been there. Okay, I've done many shows from his house. And that baby can't come anywhere near that area.
3: It's gotta be locked, man. I mean, yeah. He he shouldn't know about that door until he's like 18 years old, right. until he's allowed to go downstairs. Yeah.
2: It should be locked like, until he's 18 Like, mom, years what's old? in that room that dad is always in? I hear him in there yelling. Yelling and screaming about over-unders and not covering the spray. What goes on in there? Yeah. Right, right. There's a there's a, always a
3: funny smell coming out yeah, of it. Yeah, smell. That smell? <laughs> smells like, you know, smells like, you know, outdoors.
2: Uh <laughs> it smells like skunk. Like what is that? Oh man. All right. Well, we got Nick Tayl coming up at eleven fifteen, but I want to play this audio for you because I just found this before the show. Uh, You know, John Clark, the great John Clark, who we had on earlier this week on Monday, as a matter of fact, he does that fantastic podcast called Take Off with John Clark. Uh, Download it wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, you know, all all the places. He gets really great guests. Well, this week, uh, he just had Dirk Nowitzki last week. This week, he has Ben Simmons's former high school coach, Kevin Boyle. Kevin Boyle, this guy's like a guru. He's the coach at Montverde Academy down in Florida, which is where Ben went Mm -hmm. after he left Australia. And it's a shortcut, but this is his idea to, uh, you know, for Doc Rivers and maybe how to fix Ben Simmons.
5: I almost think he needs a shot quota that he has to be put on and he has to have some type of accountability or. Substitution thing. If you're not doing that, if you don't take X amount of attempts and a jump shot in the first and third quarter, you're not playing. Starting the next game, you're not starting the next half. I almost think he needs a shot.
2: Wow. Now that's that's interesting. You know, it's it's one thing to you know ask the guy to shoot, but then when he doesn't, you're going to put him on the bench. The guy makes over thirty million dollars. You know what I mean? Like this isn't high school. You can do that at high school. You could do that in college. Can you do that at the NBA, Barrett?
3: And there lies the problem, you know, because he might, you know, Ben might go into a shell. He You mm-hmm. saw, saw he wasn't mentally tough enough to go through this playoffs and and, and shoot that way. Right. So he would go into a shell. You would have to implement this early to do it. Sometimes you have to do it. I mean, he's still a kid. He's only 24 years old. Right. You know, we forget that he's that young. But mm-hmm. he's 24 Twenty four years old. I was just getting to the league. It was my rookie, you know, yeah, my, my rookie year. Man, I didn't know any amount. I'm still eating, you know, ramen noodles and and, and, and hamburger helper. I'm, you know, I used to eat hamburger without the hamburger because I couldn't you afford on hamburger. the animal
2: guts. There was ramen noodles, no, no animal bro, guts for you. Huh? That.
3: it wasn't none of that. You know, all the stuff that they do these days to stay right. in shape and all. We didn't have any of that, bro. Right. You know, none of that. You know, no, like, I know you're right. Even going into the draft, man, we did I, I had stayed at. I stayed at the school and worked out at the school. I didn't go to all these performance places. Base places they go around. Mm-hmm. These young guys go now, and you when notice they they're all in they're
2: all in great places too, like in Florida, LA and Miami. LA, yeah. you know? <laughs> I'm going to Miami for to work out. Yeah, There's okay. one in
3: Houston, you know. Right. What I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's like you know, come on, man. I mean, are you kidding me? That's incredible, you know, you have though. to put a grown, man. He's still a grown man, though. I man, anytime you're driving a Ferrari, you're a grown ass man. So you should be able to say, all right, I'm going to take this many shots. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. I had coaches that tell me, you know, that that would, would would also do do the same thing for me. They tell me, hey man, you gotta you gotta cut on this play. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just just so you could, you know, be consistent with it. Cause once you get that in your head, that if you cut somebody, it's in the defender's head. Now he's looking for the cut. It wasn't necessarily, you know, punishment to me, but now this guy's looking for everything. Now he I can cut him now, I can hit him high, I can right. jump set him. Those are all things in your repertoire you can at least have your opponent thinking that you might do it. No opponent in the NBA thought that he was going to shoot a jumper. Nobody. Mm-hmm. You would catch everybody's I yeah. surprise. In fact, everybody'd be shocked. They might stop the game, it's, and call a timeout. Timeout. Oh, it's, oh, it's like a shot.
2: You know what a great cornerback would do to a wide receiver? Just take him off the field. You know, you know he's not going to get the ball because he's never going to be open. Ben Simmons on the offensive end. You know he's just going to. If it's half Absolutely. court offense, he's going to give up the ball and he's going to go and sit in the dunker spot and, and wait just, for somebody just to pass it out, to him for right. so a dunk. Yep. Yeah.
3: You can't do that, man. You have to have – you. and I was listening to, you know, um, TNT when, when you know, Shaq and them was up there, and, and that's exactly what Kenny said. Kenny said, you know what? It wasn't as though you were a good three-point shooter, Charles, but the mere fact that we know that you would shoot if you were wide open made us respect you and kept us out there on you. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with Ben Simmons. Yeah, If nobody thinks you're going to shoot, you'll be open all day long. They don't even pick them up. Yeah. In a half-court press, they don't pick them up early. Right. They still fade back, bro. Nobody does that anymore but to it,
2: the Sixers team. I mean, I was it was cool to hear Kevin Boyle, and you can get that podcast uh, take off, John Clark. Um, You know, say something like that because it it it, it reinforces the fact that it's really necessary that he incorporates some sort of offensive half court game. Now, look at this. Not Ben Simmons <laughs> is joining us, uh, and he is Nick Kale. He's has what's up, bro. Going- He's on What's his way. On? Let me get this, Barrett. Okay, this guy barely got through college. Okay, <laughs> and he says he's on his way. We had to revert. Re- we had to change the times. I was going to have him on in the second hour. He had to change it because he's actually going to a an interview to, for law school.
3: What?
6: You're yes. you to law school.
2: Yes. A,
6: a effort, as they say in the business, efforting, Harry. We're efforting,
2: yeah, efforting <laughs> law school. <laughs> right.
3: You take the LSAT? Did you have to take the LSAT?
6: I did. Let me tell you, can we uh, is this a family program? Do I have to watch my language? Well,
3: we're not no, on the radio.
2: You're good. You're good. Yeah.
6: I, I'd like to burn that LSAT in effigy after taking that. <laughs> That's now the second time, Barrett, I've taken that test in 15 years. There's no there's no hope for me with that test, man.
3: Bro, cool. I, same thing with me, man. I, I I thought about going to law school. I went to I, I have an MBA in healthcare administration, you know, mm-hmm. so I they waived the GMAT for me. They waived it because I was an older, you know, an older guy going to college. You would think that they would wave the LSAT, you know, that you can go to get in school. They're not waving that either, huh?
6: Uh, you know, it's like one of these questions where, you know, Harry's using the blow dryer and Barrett's using the microwave. But if three appliances are on at once, then Aton can't use the dishwasher. Yeah, it's like, what does this have to do with putting somebody behind bars? It's, right. about, it's
2: about logic. It's to get exactly. you to think in a logical, you know, mindset. Which, I which don't you have. don't have, no. Right,
6: exactly. <laughs> Let's get back to the Eagles.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, first of all, I, you know, I was telling everybody that you're on in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, basically every week. And how many shows are you doing now? And where can people find you because they love your sports takes?
6: Uh, I'm on 92.9 The Game in Atlanta, mm-hmm. which is um, basically the WIP of Atlanta. Okay. Uh, and you can get me on the weekends on Saturdays. You can get me during Hawks uh, broadcasts uh, on Facebook Live. So usually multiple times a week whether it's radio or digital stuff so it's uh it's been fun
2: well let's get to the Hawks I mean they were 16 and 20 at the all-star break and then all of a sudden you know they, they they had changed the coach Nate Mcmillan comes in and and all of a sudden they're 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 the hottest team in basketball and now they're looking like they they might actually be able to take out the Milwaukee Bucks and get to the finals how are, are people uh, you know excited about them down there because that's kind of a weird sports town
6: Yeah, I mean, you better be good or they're not going to pay attention to you unless
2: it's you know Georgia football, which they'll
6: always be angry about when they're underachieving. But no, I mean, people have bought in. Uh, People love Trey Young. Uh, I think a lot of people have said he's close to a star, but I need to see a little bit more in the postseason. And this has been his first crack at the postseason, and he's certainly delivered. So I think a lot of people are telling the national media, like, hey, you better start acknowledging Trey Young the way you do Giannis and Embiid and all the, the short list of the great players in the league. Uh, but no, I mean, look, they're, they're seven wins away from being world champions, which is almost staggering to say. Uh, and they just keep winning game ones on the road as underdogs. And they've they've literally captivated Atlanta to the point now where it's like, hey, man, the hell with the Braves right now. <laughs> We're watching Trey Young and the hell with
2: baseball. Games.
6: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Right.
3: Absolutely. man. But, you know, I, I really thought of this team. I thought it was the worst team in the playoffs. That's said I said this
2: multiple times. Yeah,
3: I, I thought this was yeah. the worst team in the playoffs. And you look at them. They really should have been. But I think they're, they they don't understand they're not supposed to be good. And it's working at their favor. I mean, at this point, you look at what they have. They have some guys that are overachieving, um, like Collins. Collins never played guy. this. I mean, this guy plays the intensity. He set the tone yeah. for how they were going to play. They're bullies. I mean, they look more like a piston team mm-hmm. than they do anything
2: else. He plays angry that
3: day. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what that's what, that's what what did the 76ers. It wasn't necessarily that, yeah, it was Ben. Which I was going to say Ben was shooting. But, yes, it was that too. But it was more so their attitude towards the game willed them to win that series, bro. Yeah.
6: I mean, I I, I thought they would beat the Knicks in the first round, but I did Mm -hmm. not think they were going to beat the Sixers. I thought it would go seven. I thought Philly would win in seven. But they've really, and to the point where you mentioned the Pistons and the attitude and the mindset, they've adopted the mentality of Nate McMillan. I mean, if you remember 25 years ago when he was on that Seattle team with the glove and Sean Kemp, he was just a gritty, grinded-out guy. He averaged like six points a game, and it's the same roster. I mean, granted, they got healthy, and they traded for Lou Williams, but – it's the same roster they had when they were underachieving with Lloyd Pierce, but Nate McMillan comes in, and all of a sudden they're arguably the best team in the league from a, you know, a record standpoint. So they they've clearly bought into whatever he's been preaching.
3: I love man. the fact, man. They, they they play well together, man. Just it's almost an unstoppable two uh, two man you know game with 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 he you know and and the way he. You know, Trey Young with the floater with
2: and then the Lob. Yeah.
3: That's unbelievable the way they have that, man. And then a lot of teams started trying to emulate that also. You look at the Suns, they're trying to do the mm-hmm. same thing also. With yeah, Aiton. It's,
6: it's 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 kind of like the same thing with you and Harry. You guys are an unstoppable duo. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, you got Shander out of the equation and everything just operates more efficiently. <laughs>
2: So, so you're saying that Shander is sort of like the Kawhi Leonard? He's a star, but now he's hurt and he's out, and we're we're overachieving even in spite of him.
6: That's correct. There's only one ball to go around.
2: Guys. Right, right. So who's Paul George in this equation, or am, uh, well, or am no, I Reggie Jackson?
6: Yeah, you're Reggie Jackson. You're kind of the point guard to facilitate. Okay. Yeah, Barrett's the big money scorer.
2: Right. So, so Barrett missed, Barrett doesn't miss those two free throws. We're actually up two games to one. Oh, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> He'll say it every time, bro. I'm just hey he's finally,
3: man, he's finally taken my hand and said, Look, Baron, we all see it. Right. We need you to get more guests. Right. You stop being so damn nice.
2: Yeah. And ask people
3: to come on our
2: show. Well, it all broke yesterday <laughs> with Dan Silio. We had Dan Silio on who does a show here on Jacob Media uh, YouTube every day, Monday through Friday for four to six. And he had Ice Cube on yesterday. Gets these huge guests, right? Brett Favre was on, you know, Archie Manning. I mean, you name it. And we were like, Barrett was like, you know, how do you, we were like, how do you get those guests? And he's like, Barrett, he goes, like, he's a pain in the, he's a pain in the ass. Like, he asked people, he's like, dude, you got to come on my show. How he'll call Jimmy Johnson, his old college coach, and say, hey, you need to hook me up with this guy. And he forces people to do it. And Barrett's just like, man, I don't do that. (laughs) He's like, he's too damn nice. I said,
3: said, man, I don't like to do that. Well, you better start doing it. I'm like, all right. All right, Harry, I got you, bro.
2: Like, I got you, bro. Nick Hale had – uh, who's the, who's the uh, Mighty Mouse you had on every week on your show, right? McMillan. Nate McMillan. Oh, yeah, or, yeah, or, uh, Mark McMillan.
6: Mark, Mark Macmillan. McMillan, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: Former, yeah, every former every, every former week. Alabama guy. Because he's yep. a Bama yep. guy, yeah. Yep. Every well, week. But but he, you know,
6: he played for the Eagles. If he didn't play for the Eagles, he wasn't going to
7: be on the show.
2: Right, right. <laughs> but but Barrett's like, yeah, I know, I know that guy. I'm like,
7: well, let's get him on. <laughs>
2: It's at
3: the point now, like, yeah, yeah. So they found my my crutch also because, you know, I don't like to ask people nothing, you know, and, and I don't read emails. So, right, you know, they, they they find all my weaknesses and they prey on my weaknesses now, bro. It's terrible. Uh, so, they got the so, stream doing it too. The so stream like, does it too.
6: you're like every other former athlete I've ever worked with in this industry. <laughs> Great. Yeah.
2: Dude, I, I, I'll I'll tweet something about the show, right, to promote something. Then I send Barrett a text. I go, can you please retweet this? Uh-huh. Now, to, to his credit, he does do it. Oh, yeah. But you have to ask him because he ain't checking.
6: Well, I mean, I, I would do the same thing in Nashville when I was doing mornings with Derek Mason.
5: Right. I would send
6: him an email, and he would say, I don't have it, bro. And I'm like, no, I just sent it to you five minutes ago. He goes, it's not there. Resend it. I'm like, well, it's either there or it's in the spam
2: folder. There's nowhere else it could be. Right. It was sent it was like in it's fact. in your scent folder. Somebody got it.
3: Yeah. Right. 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 It's, it's like that, man. Cause you know, I, I work with Amy for Duel. Right. And, and Amy's like, she's, she, she's like, she's almost like my mom as far as, you know, keeping me straight, bro. Cause right. she's like, all right, we got a meeting. Right. And I'll forget about the meeting and we're there two minutes into the meeting and she'll call me Barrett, you're not in the meeting everybody's waiting for you get on the call I'm like oh my fault that's right that's right all right so i log on real fast you know now, what I mean? Barrett, your yeah.
2: grandson is on the internet i can tell because your stream is starting to get fuzzy again what do you what are you just got dude. aol
3: dial-up dude, man I, I they just they just
2: introduced me to hardwiring
3: my computer into the, uh on my laptop you know i was just going by you know straight wireless
2: yep you can't do that can't nope, do it. No. Now, the stream is asking questions about your golf game, Nick Kale. They, uh We got a good one here. Is Kale on his way to shooting 112?
6: Uh, that was on Monday. I shot like a 105.
2: That was good. And you can verify that,
6: Harry, because I told you about that. That's a
3: great was, game right there.
6: No, it was all bad. Um, but, you know, yesterday I shot an 88, and Harry right. can verify that. I send all my score. I don't send my scores to the USGA. I send it to Harry Mays. Right. <laughs> Harry <laughs> handles my handicap. I put it.
2: I put his scores in for him to make sure his handicap is up. To bro, bro. You know, I
3: I went golfing when I go golfing with him, man. I, you know, first of all, they said, you know, I was like, all right, let's go out and play. I pull out a one iron, like, well, that's it for the day. He's gonna, he's he's, he's pulling out a literal one iron. But he, we, know, one. we already know what your game. We, yeah, he has We only know your game is all right. You know, your game is horrible. You You're playing with a one iron. I'm like, only
2: Dodd and Jack Nicklaus can hit a one iron. Barry. <laughs> It is, Barrett, it is
3: what it is. The longest iron I'm pulling
6: out's a five iron.
3: That,
6: <laughs> that's probably in a fluffy lie mm-hmm. or on a long par three. That's it.
2: Okay.
3: I don't yeah. play, man. I, I just can't do it, man. But you, do you really think that this Sixers team will trade Ben? Is that is that really something that you think will come to fruition? I mean, because um, you're not going to get his worth.
6: For for me, I I don't think he should play another game in Philadelphia. Wow. Uh, when when you when you pass up that opportunity to dunk. Um, you showed me that you lack the one trait Philadelphia craves. We want you to want it as bad as we want it. And he right. didn't want it. So mm-hmm. in my opinion, and I was just texting with some friends. I'm like, yeah, you know, just fantasy world. I- I'd trade Ben Simmons for Drew Holiday. I would trade Ben. What? Simmons for-
4: Drew
8: Holiday. That's it.
6: I would. I would. I mean, at least I know he's willing to shoot. He's not, he's not going to make them any better from a bottom line standpoint. And he's older, and we had him years ago when he first came in.
3: He started out the process.
6: He he was the first casualty of the process. Yeah, he he was – I mean, you go back to 2009, I think, when he was drafted out of UCLA at like 19 years old. So Yeah, I was
2: working with Jody Mack back then. I remember he came in studio, Drew Holiday did. Nice guy.
6: Yeah, Yeah, great guy. And, look, I mean, would I trade him for Damian Lillard if possible? In a heartbeat. But yeah, I I just – you know – I'm not saying I give him away for draft picks and, uh, you know, a George Hill type player, but in my opinion, he shrunk in the biggest moment at home. He's got to go.
2: I, I'm still trying to get my hands around the fact that they lost three of four of those games at home where they were so dominant during the regular season. It's amazing to me.
6: Yeah, it's just, and I I, I thought the whole overhaul with Daryl Morey, Doc Rivers, uh, you know, some of the other players that they brought in,
2: Danny Green, Seth Curry. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Danny Green's got that championship experience with San Antonio. Dwight was a champion last year as a backup in L.A. But it's just, you know, there's something about this this nucleus's DNA that's lacking. And I think a lot of it's Ben Simmons because Joel Embiid doesn't shy away. No, But but Ben let me think about this. Our center is more willing to shoot from 28 feet than our point guard.
2: Yeah.
3: Something's wrong
6: yeah, with that. Yeah,
2: our, our center is more willing to go to the free-throw line than practically anybody else on the team. Right, And he's great he at it. And he's great at it.
3: He learned he can get 10 to 12 extra points
5: just yeah. for
6: being on the free-throw line. Hey, here's a really dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. If you're stuck with Ben Simmons and you're not going to get the value in a trade, can you move him into the front court and pair him with Tobias and Ben up front and find another just quality point guard to take – ben out of that
2: role i don't think you can because i think it screws up the spacing for him because this guy's not a stretch four he's not gonna you know nowadays if you're gonna play the four position you need to be willing like tobias harris is a is a perfect example he shoots from the perimeter yep. ben simmons is just gonna stand in there and clog things up if you ask me yep
6: he's
3: gotta and go plus, yeah and plus you know he's gonna he's, he's gonna bitch and complain um, that he's not the point guard anymore, yeah, you know, and there lies the problem. I mean we could still Butler would be here if if if, if them two didn't conflict as far as having the ball yeah. and and bringing the ball, yeah. up, you know, it's
2: funny you bring up Butler, but you know when we had him and I loved him, I love that type of player. That's that that Collins kid for Atlanta has a and has yes. a lot of Jimmy Butler in him, exactly. And I know they don't play the same position, but the mentality is very similar,
6: yeah, I mean, no doubt I mean he's he's got that killer in him. Uh, he wants to grind. he wants it. and He's not a guy that's ball dependent either. I mean, no. he to get John Collins the ball, whereas Jimmy Butler can obviously handle the rock. I mean, John Collins need to be needs to be fed by Trey Young for sure, but yeah. it's a good
3: comparison. Did you see, did you see their demeanor um on, on, on the sideline, you know, when when they're sitting down and you well, know, Gallinari he, he was going he, off, yeah, right? You, you see their their sideline, you look at, you know, the 76 ers side, it's like they just totally like it's like they just wait, they were waiting for the game to be over with. And you look on the other sideline. They're like, "Look, we're, we let's just you know let's let's just stab them now. Let's put the dagger in them. Let's go ahead and win this game and go to the next." Thing. Yeah. And that's exactly they what play happened.
2: fearless, the Atlanta Hawks. Exactly, yeah, man. They really do.
3: You, you can't. I can't get past that. I can't get past that. That's one thing about a player. You have to have an attitude that all right, you are the man. Or else you're not going to be the man. And I, you know, I, like I said before, when I walked on the field as a Pittsburgh Steeler, it was one of those things. All right, we won just by walking on the field. Mm-hmm. They were the number one seed. They should have walked on the court like the game was already over with. But instead, they allowed them hope. And they took it and ran with it. Well, and think about this, too. The Hawks weren't even close to
6: 100% because uh, Bogdanovich was banged up at the end of the series. Mm -hmm. They were without DeAndre Hunter, their best defensive player, who probably would have guarded Ben Simmons or Curry. And they didn't have Cam Reddish for a couple of months.
2: Right. Have Norristown's fun. own Cam Reddish, by the yeah, way.
6: it's right. good Norristown knowledge, Eric. Exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick time out. You can hang with us a little bit, can't you?
6: Uh, I got a couple of minutes. I thought you didn't take timeouts on this Well,
2: show. We, we have to we have to take uh, three minutes every half hour. to you know, Go pay we, the do, we do have sponsors because we do get paid on this show. Uh, <laughs> so we'll take a brief timeout. We'll be back. We're going to talk some football because he's a college football honk. You know, Barrett. that's my thing too, man. I so know. I so you guys can, you know, can talk about the SEC when we get back right here on The Middle.
5: If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Go now to Steersnacks.com.
8: In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations.
2: All right, we're back on the middle. Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks, and joined by Nick Kale for a couple more minutes on his way to a big interview to get into law school because the world needs one more lawyer. You know what,
3: man? I, I, the stream is is steady pounding me and pounding me uh, yeah. about getting Jason Ashworth on. So how about we get him on, man? Oh, Jason
2: used to work with Nick
3: back in yeah, the day. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I work talk- with him now. Kale? Yo, bro. Yo. Hello.
6: I'm not hearing you guys.
2: You're not hearing me. What do you mean? That's a you problem. Right. right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I I'll hate to do you it what. He needs to reconnect. <laughs> but Jason Ashworth, yeah, they used to do uh, the night show, like the evening seven to 10, I think, yeah together well, back in I, the day. I,
3: he did. He was. He was on NBC last year during football season. He was. Um. He was doing the the social media show. Right. For NBC
2: Sports Philadelphia. Sort of like that Sixers Outsiders. But yeah. The same version, thing. It's, right. It, yeah. I it, was called the Outsiders, but so it, it was okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I That's wanted cool. to. I wanted to ask him about uh, Devontae Smith because he's a big Alabama honk. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. and yeah. what uh, what he could tell us. There he is. You got us?
6: Yeah, I couldn't hear you guys for some reason. I saw you talking, but I wasn't hearing anything.
2: Okay. Well, we were saying, I was saying that, you know, you're on your way to a big interview for law school because the world needs one more lawyer. Right. Uh, but anyway, you're a big Bama guy, a big SEC uh, apologist. Yep. And I wanted you to tell the stream and everybody listening what the Eagles are getting with Devontae Smith in your view.
6: I mean, you're getting, first of all, a polished, route runner i mean he's so smooth he's so sudden he doesn't pop like off the screen like a judy or a rugs or a waddle but he's just so he's he's a finished product i mean he's got great hands very quiet kid great demeanor um the only flaw he's ever had was basically going to the heisman presentation wearing the joe pesci my cousin Vinny, <laughs> red suit when he went into court But other than that, I mean, he's going to walk in from day one and he should be a wide receiver number one. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if he's the next Julio Jones, but I I think from like a production standpoint, he could certainly be an Amari Cooper, a Calvin Ridley. I I think he's definitely going to be a pro bowl caliber receiver.
3: And I keep telling people that, you know, all right, he's not a burner. He's not slow, but he's not a burner. But Mm -hmm. what you get with him is the consistency of of knowing that you have somebody on the field that's going to get open, create separation number one. He's going to keep the sticks moving, somebody you can rely on. That's the type of player that he is. He does have big playability. You can't think that he's going to go down and have 60-yard bombs to him. But what he does do, he's going to give you consistency of catching the rock Getting the first down, doing the little things that you want in an offense to keep those sticks moving. And that's exactly what this team needs.
6: Yeah. And look, he does these double moves, these pump and goes where he just, I mean, the corners bite and he's wide open. And he's yep. one of these guys, too. You know, granted, he played in a high octane offense, so he probably never had to complain, but. He doesn't seem like the kind of kid that's going to be demanding the ball and pouting on the sidelines. He's not a
2: diva. No, he's not a diva
6: at all. I mean, he's almost embarrassed to be in front of a camera and on TV and talking. Um, He's got kind of like me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Right. (laughs) Right. He's got a little rapport with Jalen Hurts before Jalen Hurts transferred to Oklahoma. So I mean, you know. As long as Jalen Hurts keeps developing, then there's no doubt Devontae Smith will be a
2: player. Well, that's the other one I wanted to, because I know you're a big Jalen Hurts fan, and you think, you think that he is a, a guy that's going to stay in the NFL for a long time.
6: Yeah, I mean, it starts with him. I mean, he's a winner. He's motivated. He's willing to learn. He, he Look, he wasn't content, you know, staying at Alabama. He went to Oklahoma, but he was a great teammate because – You know, he ended up staying when when Tua was named the starter, which in this day and age of the transfer portal shows a lot about his character. He stayed out the season and then, you know, he ended up beating Georgia in relief in that championship game. Mm -hmm. But it's also like think about where the NFL is going. We're going to the day and age of the dual threat quarterback, but also like the playbook from Saturday is spilling over to Sunday. So the learning curve is smaller. the, The offenses dominate. Defenses can't do anything in this league anymore. I, I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is going to be Donovan McNabb good, but you know, I, I certainly think he could be in a year or two what what Dak Prescott is to the Dallas Cowboys.
2: Look who, look who we got here. We're putting together. We're putting the band uh, back together. We got Ashworth <laughs> over here. Where's my hey, where's These, my these are familiar
1: faces, man. These are, <laughs>
2: hey, you know, actually, Carol, I still have that
1: thing too. It's one of those nostalgic items I just can't get rid of. It's I, use, well, look at I this. use it to dust races. my
6: coffee table now.
3: <laughs> now, stream, you guys ask, and what do I do? Look I at get you. I give it
2: to you. <laughs> uh, what well, are so, you up to, Ashworth?
1: Uh, just living the dream. Uh, <laughs> just uh, trying to get a good, a good day of Friday work in, and then Bear Brooks hits me up and says, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, well, let me drop everything. <laughs> hey, a chance to talk to Nick Kale again? I like mean, what, now,
6: what, right? what, what's next? Phil from Mount Airy going to join us? <laughs>
1: If
3: we're lucky, only if Bill from Mount Airy. Hey, if he's alive right now, bro. I
2: know. I know. Wow, That's fine. wow, now Cal, Nick, have you ever had Jason on any of your shows?
6: I have not, I haven't, I think I've probably talked to Ashworth maybe
2: that's an outrage
6: two or three times since I moved four years ago, and it was just through text message, like, hey,
1: what's going yeah. on, bud? Wow. Real friendships, you
2: know. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> and after, an afterthought, apparently. <laughs> hey, well, hey,
3: you know, he answered my call. No, only because I like his pictures when he has his dog. Man, that's the only reason why he answered my call, man. Why not that we work together. We work together every Sunday, but you mm-hmm. know, just because I, I like the pictures on 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 IG of him and his dog. Yeah. That's the
1: only reason why he stays my friend, bro. That's how we keep in touch. I get that random like on Instagram from you. Okay. Barrett's still alive. I still haven't gotten an invite for any of the grill. I know. Oh, I like the, You get on the grill. You go fishing. I've never had that invite, but I'll get that Instagram like. Okay. Well, okay. you know what? I'm, I'm
3: going to make that happen, man. Just when my, my kitchen gets done, my kitchen is still okay. not done, man.
2: Barrett has no, a long no, no. to-do list once this kitchen oh, is <laughs> done. He's...
3: I almost cut my finger off the other day. Let me, look, yeah. Seriously, look at my finger, man. I almost cut that joker off, man. With well, a piece of aluminum. Yeah. I was, I'm I'm cutting I'm putting a I'm have a double sided swing arm making a single sided swing arm so I'm trying to you know do whatever not just I'm like oh it was just on there for a second. I thought my finger was done. I thought it was gone, man.
2: We're only going to have Nick here for a couple more yeah, minutes. It, so, me, I was... uh,
6: In the words of Sal Palantonio, is this crossover almost over?
2: Uh, is, this, <laughs> is this crossover going to end soon, I think is what he said. But, Nick, give me your thoughts on the college football playoff expansion and uh, who are your four teams that it, you think it's going to boil down to in the end.
6: Um, I hate the idea for expansion, even though it was inevitable. I mean, there's no proof that we needed more teams in because the games were already blowouts to begin with, but it was inevitable because of, you know, greedy capitalist pigs, but that's another story. Um, no, I think, you know, the argument was, it was getting stale. Well, that's fine. It is. But when we go from 12 back down to four, and we still have the same three or four teams, well, then it's still stale. You just delayed the inevitable by a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I think Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Alabama, I think the Big Ten and the Pac-12 get shut out this wow. year. Wow.
2: Big Ten out. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jason, uh, your, your thoughts on uh, on um, Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts? Nick Kale is a big fan of both.
1: Well, no, and I, I would echo that. I'm a big fan of both. Now, obviously, let's let Devontae Smith take a couple snaps in the NFL, um, but it's hard to argue with what he's accomplished. Uh, it's hard to argue with the type of player that that we've seen on tape. Uh, I like the combination, to be honest with you. I'm a look. Let me just start with with Jalen Hurts. I'm a bigger Jalen Hurts fan, um, or have been a bigger Jalen Hurts fan than I think most people in Philadelphia. I was actually I the pick. For whatever reason, uh, when he was the second-round pick, now I defended it for different reasons at the time, but the reasons were because I believed in who Jalen Hurst was. He's a winner. Uh, he did he did so at Oklahoma. He did so at Georgia, uh, and I think that he at least has the opportunity to do so um, with the Eagles. But we'll have to see how that translates. I think going out and getting him a weapon like Devonte Smith, who frame aside, just again just wins, just puts up numbers, is able to beat men off the press. Uh, how, I don't know, because it is a lanky frame. But, he, I mean, the kid balls out. So, for me, it, it's such an intriguing combo or it's such an intriguing year for them because I have no idea where it's going to go legitimately. I don't know if they're – I don't see them being a double-digit win team, but I see them being competitive as long as they can stay healthy along the lines. And a lot of that's going to come with Jalen Hurts. I mean, this whole season is going to ride on what Jalen Hurts does or does not do and, and, and whether they choose to move forward with him or, again, in the 2020,
2: 2022 draft, go out and yeah. get their guy. So, you I know,
1: mean, I'm intrigued. What about, That's the only thing
2: I can say, Harry. Uh, Nick, what about the Titans? They go get Julio Jones. They get Bud Dupree in the offseason. Uh, what what kind of an outlook do you have for them this year?
6: I mean, their schedule's brutal. Um, before Julio Jones, I thought they were, like, 10-7, and 11-6. Um, you maybe add a game to that. But, again, you know, Julio Jones missed 7 out of 16 games last year. So, as good as he is, accomplished as he is, if he can stay on the field. And then the same thing with Bud Dupree, who's much younger, but he's coming off of torn ACL or a ruptured Achilles. I mean, he had some type of, sort of devastating injury last year, but he should be fine. Um, but the odds makers still think the Colts are right there. I mean, Vegas loves Indianapolis. So um, I think the Titans are a playoff team, and they now have enough weapons, I think, to get into a bit of a shootout with the Kansas City, although I still don't think
3: that's enough to put them over the
6: top.
2: Barrett's muted.
3: There he is. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. I'm, 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 first of all, you know, uh, he had to go, man. But first of all, man, I'm looking forward to this, Cindy, simply because the unknown is right there. You know, and just like you saw this this, uh, Hawks team go out there and not, you know, you don't expect anything from them. And at this point, they don't care to know that they're not supposed to be there. I think this Eagles team has the same mindset. They just don't know that they're not supposed to be good. When they look at that Eagles helmet and that green jersey, they look at it as, all right, this is still the same Eagles jersey just won a Super Bowl three years ago, three or four years ago. This is the same organization that won all those NFC championship, uh, was in NFC championship games. We're going to play at that level. You got a coaching staff that doesn't know anything about the culture that just left the building, the start of a new culture. They think a lot more highly of themselves than a lot of people, a lot of these fans do. So at this point, they're going about their business as they're going to be a good team. And some there's something to that, you know, going into a season when you have guys that don't think that they're not supposed to be good. They think they are supposed to be good. And they're going to put in the work to do. It. And that's the difference between just being a guy that talks a lot. These guys are putting in the work. And this will be the first off, this will be their first offseason together, being able to go to OTAs, playing together. Jalen Hurst had no OTAs. Hmm. He didn't know how to go out there and be a receiver because he wasn't taught how to be a, um, a quarterback. You know, even Jalen Rager, he wasn't taught how to be a wide NFL wide receiver because he couldn't go out there and be a wide receiver in the mini camps. It just came and they went out there, and started playing. So, this, you know, with these guys being around each other, having a sense of, you know, timing, they're going to be a lot better than what a lot of people think.
1: Yeah. And, and it's interesting, Barry, but you said there's a lot of unknowns and there are a lot of unknowns. We don't know what we're going to get Jalen Hurts. You don't know what you're going to get at Monty Smith. You don't know what you're going to get at Jalen Reagan. You don't know if the offensive line is going to be healthy. It, it, but the, the biggest unknown is we don't know what we're going to get out of the coaching staff. I mean, okay. So you bring a coaching staff and it's all guys that, that come highly regarded and have been well-recommended, but how does that translate? I mean, they say Nick Sirianni is a guy that's going to put his position, put his players in a position to succeed. Right. And that's such a,
2: um, that's the cliche <laughs> thing. You
1: know what I mean? It's such a yeah. cliche thing to say it really is. But if in fact, I mean, that's what we've been complaining about in Philadelphia for years. Right, especially under Doug Peterson. It's, okay, if Nick Sirianni is going to be that guy to understand this 53, the 53 men on that roster and what they do best, and he's going to put him in a position to do so, okay, cool. That's what I – I mean, I kind of think every coach in the NFL or every coach across any sport should be doing that. has been the case in Philadelphia, but whether Sirianni's that guy, what Gannon's defense looks like, we don't know. We could be surprised. It could turn out to be a, a very fun year, or we could just be setting ourselves up for a lot of the same.
2: I wish he would have left the, the rock, paper, scissors comment to himself, though. <laughs> that, that, <that's, laughs> we, didn't, we didn't need that at the time. You know what I mean? I get it.
1: But you get it, though, right? Like, I agree yeah. with you. There, yeah. there are some things better left unsaid. Yeah. But that was one of those. He's just trying to figure out who's competitive, who's not. So I, I got it. Yeah. But if we didn't cringe when we heard it, we'd be lying. Uh, it, right? I know. I'll tell you. Right, right. Well, he, let me ask that you one this, back
4: you Right, there.
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> we... Um... You know, throughout the season, and 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 like we, I was on their show a lot last year. You know, and
2: Eagles I would outsiders, go,
3: yeah, Eagles I, was, I yeah, would go yeah, back yeah. and forth with them about Carson Wentz. The same way I went back and forth with you and Aton that Carson Wentz is going to be here. Carson Wentz is a franchise quarterback. They just paid him all his money, and teams just don't go out and take thirty-seven million dollar cap hits like that. I mm-hmm. mean, there's no team. That's un- it was unprecedented. Yeah. yeah. So what happens? They do it. I'm like, yo, what is going on? I'm here. I'm supposed to be an NFL analyst, and and this happens. What the hell, you know? So all right, they go out there and they do that. It's it's gonna they're gonna be playing with 37 million dollars at a player that's not even there. But at the end of the day, you were always a big supporter of Jalen Hurst and getting him more involved, though, not just in the office, but just on the team. Period, man. Do you still feel as though you know he can take it to the next level, though? You asking me? Yeah. Yeah. Because we, made, yeah, why, we, we why, would go back and forth. I mean, we went back and forth yeah. on this
1: all the time. Yeah. Again, look, I was a proponent of picking the second round, and the reason I was a pick, a uh, proponent of it then was just because of how heavily invested the Eagles have always been in backup quarterbacks. Now, so obviously they saw something and said, "Let's get this guy on our roster." So for me, and with you, Barrett, I was surprised that they actually pulled the trigger to move off from Carson Wentz. But they did it, and here we are. Here's why. Here's why I like it. Um, I, I like Jalen Hurts, the player. I think he's a winner. I think we've already seen why um, guys gravitate to him, and that's kind of been his MO, where he gets a locker room to buy into him, uh, and he invests the time into into everybody on that team. And that matters. Chemistry matters. At the end of the day, you got to have the talent. We know that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You could have all the chemistry you want. You could have all the leadership you want. If you can't get it done on the field, it's a moot point. But I think he does have – I think he gets labeled as this running quarterback, which is very unfair for who Jalen Hurts is inside the pocket. And I think we'll get an opportunity to see a little bit more of that this year. Um, So I have no reason not to believe in him. I don't know what his ceiling is yet. I think his his floor is pretty high, to be honest with you. But I don't know what his ceiling is. And we'll find out that the reason I'm intrigued is this is gonna be, look, if he's not the guy, okay. He's not the guy. You've got three first round picks that year to do with that. What you what you want, but you've got a season to figure out what you've got. And if he is that guy, fantastic. You've got three first round picks to now build around that guy and, and maximize that window. I'm optimistic. but I'm not naive. We don't know what we don't know. And I'm, I'm intrigued to find out. It's going to be at least an exciting year from that perspective.
2: Jason Ashworth on Eagles Outsiders. Follow him on Twitter at all Ashworth. I just did. I suggest you do the same. Now, tell us about what it was like last year doing the show that you were doing, the Eagles Outsiders, which is a social media driven uh, show where you're interacting with the fan base on so you know with social media. And we know how that can get, uh, especially after losses. And you had a lot of yeah. losses last season. What was that all about?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, and it was it was two years ago for me, but the loss. Is what, I'll tell you the toughest thing about that show for me was I'm the type of person I get I'm passionate right and I mm-hmm. get invested in this team like a lot of us do. So at the end of a game for a loss, normally what I do and my family don't leave me alone. I don't want to talk. I'm gonna go into my hole. I'm gonna process so I don't say something stupid, right? I just let me let me get this out, let me breathe for a minute.
2: Right. Right. So you didn't go to you didn't go to vent immediately. You weren't one of those fans that says, you know, I'm just going to unload on this guy or the coach today. You just sort of let it breathe.
1: Yeah, because I like to be pragmatic. Like I I like to think that I have a level head and and then the emotions will settle down and you'll take a look. For example, I haven't been on Twitter since game five of the Sixers because I knew I was going to say some things that I probably don't want to put out there. I'm going to. Say some things that are emotionally driven versus, mm-hmm. all right, let's just – let's be rational about this. Let's be level-headed, okay? So right. for the Eagles, the, the problem there was when they would have games that they would blow leads or they would have games where they would come up short, short in the end or Carson wouldn't be a guy. we thought Carson what – now I got to go on and talk about it right now? I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about it right now because I don't know what I think right now. I don't know what's a rational thought versus an emotional overreaction. I don't know. And yeah. you just to process that real quickly and then put that message out there, which for me was very conflicting for me. It was it was challenging for me.
3: But hold on now. Now, now he's saying that. Right. So right at, you know, right after um, I finished my show, his show comes on. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, to it takes me a little bit to unwind, you know, so as I'm leaving, out, I leave out with him. And as I'm leaving out with him, he let it all out on me on the way to unload,
8: the car <laughs> he'd unload on you on the way to
2: the car.
3: <laughs> we've been bitching,
2: be you know, we bitching
1: all the way to the car you know right, what i mean
2: right.
1: yeah yeah well sometimes i got a soft motor's motion to see how they get taken like that can- <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> am i being am so i overreacting parrot was Barrett
2: was your sounding board <laughs> right, right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah all right well speaking of the sixers i know you haven't tweeted since game five uh but a lot has happened since then uh, your thoughts on, on this whole Ben Simmons thing? As Yesterday, it comes out uh, per Woj that uh, uh, the agent and the Sixers are actually discussing things, though no formal trade request has been made. What do you think happens here with Ben Simmons? What would you like to see happen?
1: Um, so I've resigned myself to be okay either way. Uh, I like Ben Simmons. I do. I think Ben Simmons is such a, um, a Jekyll and Hyde. Because the things that he does well, I love. And the things that he doesn't do, which are the fundamental parts of basketball, I loathe. I can't understand how you can get this far and just and whether it's the mental side of it or just the physical side of it, I, I just I struggle to comprehend how we're even at where we at. Like where we could have a guy who's got 150 million dollars left on his existing contract you're not going to motivate that guy to change there's no gm mm. there's no coach the only person that's going to motivate ben simmons to change is ben simmons and when you've got 150 150 million dollars remaining in your contract i don't know that that's motivation for you to do anything differently so i look at him and i say okay ben through in this season, in this case 72 games but a traditional 82 game schedule i like that guy but in a half-court set in the postseason where guys are actually bucking up and playing some defense, I don't know that that game translates. It's four on five. If you're going five. to play, yeah, if you're gonna yeah. play the way that you play this postseason and defenses are going to, whether they're trying to put you at the line and you're mentally not there, you're shooting 30% or you're not taking bunnies under the rim, you're certainly not stretching forward jump shots, that's going to work in the postseason. So if you're telling me he's not going to change and we need to move on from him, albeit I don't like moving a guy when his value is the lowest, Mm-hmm. Is it an addition by subtraction? Again, I I'm not saying that it is. That's where my brain is going. Um, because obviously, and Maury's not in a business to to trade guys at the lowest value, but he is in the business of winning and he needs mm-hmm. to figure out how to maximize because the problem is you ain't guaranteed to get a healthy Joel MB playing at the level that he played in at this year, albeit only 60 yeah. games. He played at a very high level. A big man at 27 years old that has had a history of injury, what's that? window look like do you have another year you can just roll the dice on this team and say okay well let's just get back at it
2: yeah i I don't know that he does especially another year when half the uh, the rest of the nba stars went were out injured i mean this was this was the year to do it it looks like you know and
1: and i'll tell you what i'll tell you what harry all the conversation right now is is about ben simmons rightfully so i wouldn't be surprised just i'm just saying this to get it out i wouldn't be surprised if Embiid gets moved because Mm. because For the exact same reason that Maury will not move Sims at his lowest value, you want to move guys at their highest value. And I don't know how much higher can Embiid's value be right now based on the way he's played. I, I just don't know if your best player is going to be a low post presence. You can't rely on Embiid night in night out the type of player that he is it's not going to win you games he played about as well as you could play in that series again he had some stretches where obviously what do you go over 12 at one point in the second half yeah the one he had some stretch where he struggled right but but by and large Embiid was that team and it wasn't enough to beat the five seed Hmm. so if you need perimeter scoring if you need a legit two-barred how do you go get a Dame or a Bradley Beal it ain't with Ben Simmons if you're saying that's where the NBA goes, and it's more mm-hmm. of a transition offense, two guard down, like, okay, you got to pitch your best piece, and that's Embiid and sentence. I'm not saying they're seriously considering it, but I wouldn't yeah. be surprised, especially with Daryl Moore. I guess he's got to consider all options. Yeah, yeah I, and you and know, and he, I had thought about that.
2: Yeah, and you got to figure, you know, it's he's kind of a ticking time bomb. At some point, you know, <laughs> right. the injuries yep. are going to take over. Right, you, know, right. How, really right. you right. know how big is the window is the is a great question. I don't have the answer to it, but there is a there is a finite end to what what we have here with our best yeah. player being you know an injury prone big man.
1: Wow, and don't ask yeah. like teams as they go and they t- and, the, and the pitchers are or the, the Sixers are pitching the idea of like Ben Simmons trade value, right? And he had these conversations with other GMs. You're telling me a GM isn't going to float the idea of well, yeah.
2: What, what about, about the mean? other guy? Yeah. <laughs> Those conversations are <laughs>
1: happening. Whether what do you, whether what do you want like for that other
2: happening? guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, like, we like the guy that likes to shoot free throws. Right. And and <laughs> right. even, you know, he can even shoot a couple threes for us. We don't care. But right. what do you right. what do you want for him?
3: Right, right. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, price.
2: Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean that's that's
3: and that's basically what, you know, he's not he's not what the league is going towards. He's more the he's more the outlier as far as you know what you build a team around him and Jokic, you know, they're, they're kind of, you know, guys that are, uh, that are not really what teams are going you, you know, you want the guard driven teams, the guard driven teams are, are teams that, you know, are doing better, have won the last couple championships, but man, I couldn't see him be good being anywhere, but in the, a 76ers Jersey, man, it just wouldn't look right. You know, just knowing who he is and, and, and how he's taking on this city.
1: That'd be hard for me to swallow, man. Very hard for me to swallow. Oh, it would be hard for all of us to swallow, and I'm not telling you. I I'm not telling you. I think it's going to happen. I'm not telling you that I want it to happen. I'm just. I wouldn't be surprised if those conversations just organically are created through these conversations about Simmons, um, because I, if their plan, which it should be, is to go out and get and Embiid, a legit perimeter perimeter scorer, uh, a legit two guard, how, how. I, I get it. Fine. With who? What What are your chips? Who are you trading to go and get an Embiid or to go and get a, a Bradley Beal or to go and get a Dame Lillard? Like, you don't have it. The only chip no, yeah. you yeah. really have if you want to move is money. would be a Simmons. Well, I mean, because they if they want to move Simmons and in, in return they want to get a guard, you ain't trading them to Washington. You're not mm. pairing Russell Westbrook up with Ben Simmons. Uh, that's not – like, Washington would have no interest in that. Portland's not going to trade Dame Lillard with a Ben simmons base package. So you just, mm. you just don't have it to get the guy you, you theoretically want.
2: What about Tobias Harris? I mean, you know, there's another big contract. Yeah, it's – so here's
1: the thing with Tobias Harris. I, I like Tobias Harris. I like Tobias Harris the way he plays under Doc Rivers, and Doc Rivers yeah. is a whole, it's a whole other conversation. But I was intrigued – because he had his best years uh with the Clippers under Doc. so and we saw that again this year um yeah. but but to expect Tobias Harris on this team to be anything more than what he was this year I think it's just telling me you don't know who Tobias Harris is he's a good yeah. he, Tobias Harris is a
2: good player he's a good complementary player yeah
1: he's the third star that, I right. mean that's if you're gonna call him a star he's ideally not that guy. he should be
2: the third but on this team he's the right. second right.
1: yeah correct he played himself you know, especially into offensively the second yeah. star by default Right. Yep. But on a good team, Tobias Harris, and and let's just get this out of the way because people say he's not a max con- contract guy. Yes, he is. If you mm-hmm. look at max contracts and the way they give them out in the NBA, I'm not telling you that these guys deserve them, but they're getting them. And if other guys are getting the max contracts, then, then Tobias Harris is a max right. contract guy by default, right? Uh, good player. I really like his Instagram post, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, what he put out the other day. That was great. Whether great. it's PR, whether it's PR or not, Philadelphia will eat that up, and that's really all they want. Just tell me you're going to do better. Put in the time, the effort, the energy. You're one of us. Just, just, if you can get the this Philadelphia base behind you, it alleviates a lot of the issues. Absolutely, I think that, Wait. I think man. That's what the
3: post did. I appreciate you, man. You know, thanks for hopping on it. That you know, and this is just a phone call. See, I got a little right. juice, man. I made a phone
1: call. You do to have juice, Jason. Man, you don't I, realize I the juice. That no, you I have. no, I that's
2: don't. No, I don't, man.
1: Bro, bro, if I'm your phone call, you don't have juice. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm
4: the call you made, you don't have the juice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're, 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 hey, the, you're, the, you're his lifeline, okay? If we yeah, are doing yeah, that, that game show, he's calling line. you. That's my God, man. At That's all God, Ashworth man. on Twitter. Thanks a lot, Jason, for jumping Thanks on. Thanks a lot, man. bro. Appreciate you, man. All right. There he is. How about that? Yeah, good good work, Barrett. You, did, you didn't even tell me you were going to do that.
3: I know. I tried to sneak it up on you, man, just to, you know, because I saw the stream. I tried to get the stream. Give the people what they right. want, man. Well, and see,
2: was- we've gone the whole week, and you haven't even talked to the stream. So we're going to allow you to talk <laughs> to the stream uh, in the second hour because now uh, Rob, uh, Rob Ellis is going to join us. I don't know for how long because he just sent me an email that he's going to be in transit or something's going on. So I don't know how long we're going to have with him, but I want to give you at least five minutes to give your your streammates the love they deserve. No question. So we're going to do that. Take a quick time out right now. We'll be back with hour number two of the middle right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel.
5: If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Go now to Steersnacks.com.
8: In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations.
2: Hour number two of the middle here on a Friday. I don't know if we can call it a football Friday, but we are going to talk some football in the second hour with Rob Ellis, of course, uh, of Breakfast on Broad, Fame, WIP. He's back on WIP now, was with me at uh, 97.5, the Fanatic, for a bunch of years. Uh, so we'll actually, he, he and I started together on the AM version, which became 97.5 FM. We were on the AM, 950. And I believe it was Sports Talk 950 at the time. And we did, we started on that night show. They called it the Fanatics too, because they didn't even want to y- let us use our real names because that therefore gives you an identity that you can start to build. They wanted to keep us just as the fanatics, so then they could just interchange the parts. It's an old sneaky trick that radio management likes to do. And I knew what they were up to, so I demanded that we just put our names out there each and every night. And then, sure enough, lo and behold, Jason Mertitis hires Rob Ellis away from us to go to WIP, and he started doing his own show. So that's how it all, and then he came back and worked with me in the midday. So it's all kinds of different machinations that went on back in the day. Bro, I just went downstairs to
3: take a couple pictures of my kitchen, man.
2: So I'm gonna send them to uh, Xander. Oh, him. you are? Oh, we're gonna put them up on the stream. Is that what you're saying? I'm gonna we're, gonna try let, to, yeah, we're gonna let yeah. the people see them.
0: All you right, I, the I like that
2: them. idea. All, all right. right, so we got Robbie coming up at some point this hour. I don't know for how long, but I, you know, you know, it's not my style to rip, Barry. <laughs> I learned that from Tony Bruno, but I got to rip somebody. And I don't know if you saw this, uh, Jay Williams of ESPN basketball analyst, NBA analyst, college basketball analyst played at Duke played for a little while in the NBA before I believe he got in in a motorcycle accident, I think ended his career. He got a Uh, show with Rose, right? Yeah. I think he's, yeah, he's, he's done shows with Jalen Rose and, um, He's, you know, he was on that morning show that replaced uh, Greeny and Golic. I'm not sure if he's on that anymore or what's going on. But he tweeted, okay, they, the Boston Celtics uh, hired a coach this week. And he was actually a guy that was in the mix for the Sixers job. I think they were, he was interviewed before they hired Doc Rivers. He was an assistant with the Sixers and with the Nets and a couple of other teams. He's, got a, he's an up-and-coming guy. Imi Yudoka, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh, young guy, you know, up and comer, you know, hot commodity, hot name. He gets hired by the Celtics this week, and Jay Williams, you know, because he's he's so you know he's so ready to send out something, you know, the virtue signaling type of of tweets that these guys are encouraged to do up there. Jay Williams says the first head coach of color for the Celtics, and even more importantly, he is one talented individual who has paid his dues. I'm like, what? Can I can I inter- can I in- can I inter- introduce you to Bill Russell? Jay Williams, he was the coach for the Celtics back in the 60s, even when he was he was a player coach for yeah, he 3 was. years. Uh have you ever heard of KC Jones, Jay Williams? He only won two championships with Larry Bird and Kevin McHale in the 80s. And you remember this guy Doc Rivers, Doc who's Rivers, now with yeah. the, with the Sixers? He won a championship with the Celtics back in 08. Uh, I mean are you serious? You. And then after he gets crushed rightly so on social media by all kinds of people, some of them blue check mark people, he comes out and says that he was hacked. No. Yes. Which is the absolute worst thing that you can do. Here he says, he the tweet after he got crushed, he says as it relates to the Boston Celtics tweet that came from my account a couple of hours ago, I did not post that. And my passcode has now been changed. <laughs> Bro, come on, man. Like, I hate to do it. I hate to do it.
3: Own up to him, man. That's, I don't have a problem with it, man, because what I'm saying makes sense what I said.
2: Right. But eventually, right. you know, I'm not going to get
3: everything right.
2: Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's I mean, an egregious mistake, though. Oh,
3: egregious.
9: Made. I mean, yeah, come on.
3: Especially <laughs> with Doc Rivers sitting here. He just got butted out of the um, playoffs anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then Bill Russell, you know, Bill that's Russell. all you know about is him being a player's coach. Right. And he, on, ended, he ended
2: up being a coach, I think, with Sacramento and, and maybe one other team, too. But with the Celtics, he was like a player coach for like three years in the late 60s. Right. And he's one of the greatest players of all time. KC <laughs> Jones was even a good player for the Celtics back in those 60s years. And, and, and he, he was a coach uh, with them for about five or six years and won two championships. Come on, man. I hate Come on, to be man. That, man. That's
3: cool. terrible. Sometimes I mean, you just got to know, man. Just like I I, I own up to it. Yeah. It was my mistake that you – know, you know, it really wasn't my mistake because it was egregious that the Eagles traded Carson Wentz. That shouldn't have happened. A $37 million cap hit is right. ridiculous. But then for the the 76ers to lose yeah. to a team that they're better than, but they just got beat with pure heart. And that's the most disgusting thing about this loss and them being kicked out – they lost because of heart. They, mm-hmm. the Hawks had more heart than they did. They did. You know what I'm saying? Bottom yeah. line, they had more heart. They had more heart. The way they played um, day before yesterday.
2: I like the they, way they play, Barrett. I'm telling I do, you, because I, I didn't I love pay attention. To, I didn't pay one lick of attention to them during the regular season. Absolutely. I, I can just tell you, I've never seen. I've never seen them play. I watched them, you know, for a few minutes when they play the Sixers in the regular season, and that was it. I had no I idea know. they were capable of this.
3: Who is Collins? Where did he yeah, come from? He went for he went to Wake Forest, right? Yeah, Ho- hoarder. I mean, hoarder. he was on a yeah, bench. he went to Maryland, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from out of nowhere, they have they have stretch stretch fours that shoot threes. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then I mean, of course, you know, you know the leading rebounder. You know, you knew about him, and you knew about. You knew about, you know, their point guard. Well, Capella you that, knew
2: about because he played in Houston with, with Harden and those right, guys.
3: Right, right, you know, But he was he won- also the lead rebounder this year, you know? So Correct, right, I, right. I, I just, you know, for them to step out and play the way they play. And I saw it's the tenacity they show even with, you know, even with, you know, when plays are over with,
4: mm-hmm. their
3: demeanor after that. Trey Young muscles and debos, guys, even after the play is over with, when he's walking by, he's like – Hitting guys, yeah. elbowing guys. He's the got way. an
2: old school kind of yes, game to yes. him, man. That reminds right.
3: me a lot of how AI just always, you know, he's just going to stick a dagger in you. He just yeah. don't have, he didn't have the, you know, the the skill set that AI had. But as far as his demeanor on how he plays the game, he's going to give it all. Right. You know, so he's going to give it all to you.
2: Now, what, what do we do about his hair? <laughs> I, I can't. His get hair game that. is just like, it's the only thing that's lacking. I mean, what else can he do? What man? can he do? Can he just grow it longer? Or. or, or- Okay. Yeah, that's
3: what he needs to do. Grow it longer. That's what he needs to do. In fact, if you look at him, he's one of those guys that he 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 needs to. I mean, it looks like he wakes up and puts rollers in his hair. That's what <laughs> I, when I look at him, that's what I'm thinking. He woke up this morning before there was a the guy, game. Put there rollers was a in guy his hair. on
2: a big perm or whatever. What was his name on, on big, Friday? Big worm, he had, he had the rollers yeah. in his hair, didn't he? <laughs>
3: Big perm, big perm. Yep, yep Big worm, <laughs> big worm. That was big he he said, worm. Said, yeah. Uh, uh. What's up, big 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 perm? I mean, big worm. <laughs> <laughs> big worm. So uh, to me, every time I look at him, man, it looks like he's balding too.
2: Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying, yeah. He's, I, he's I, I, Should I he just it, shave it? Like, you know, like would know, that what? make him badder looking? You know, like more of you a badder looking you guy. Seen,
3: well, you know what? No, you never seen Pinky in the brain. If he shaved his hair, I think he'd look like the brain, bro. I don't know. You ever oh, okay. seen? That's a cartoon, a cartoon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've
2: heard of it. I've never seen it.
3: He would look just like the 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 brain. You know mm. what I'm
2: saying? Okay.
3: <laughs> a little lab rat <laughs> wants to take over the world. He wants to take over the NBA. Is he that would, right? They have a good job of it, also.
2: Okay. <laughs> the last time that Pinky and the Brain came up, I was working with Baldy, and I'll never forget it. It came up on the show one time. And speaking of Baldy, I was out on my deck yesterday, smoking a cigar, yesterday afternoon. And I just started. I was, I had just gotten done listening to Dan Silio with Ice Cube. It was great. Yeah. It's go back and, and, um, I'm gonna go check it. It's on the YouTube channel, Jacob Media YouTube channel, Ice Cube. He's, he was fantastic. After that, I, I texted Baldy and I said to him, I go, yo, um, long time. Uh, I see you're doing great via Instagram. I wanted to know if, if you coming on our YouTube show would violate your, your deal. And then you know, reminded him of what show I'm doing because I didn't know if he knew. Let me know. He got back to me within like two minutes. He said, "I think I can make an exception for you, Harry." So we're going to get Baldy on next that is week. Juice. I wanted to wait until Aton got back. I didn't want to, you know, because I that know Aton juice. would love to talk to him yeah, too. But yeah, Baldy yeah. will join us next week. There we go, that. man.
3: That's what. That's what's up, man. Yeah,
2: exactly. That's like, but but like that's the last time I heard a pinky in the brain.
3: Right. <laughs> What was it a reference to?
2: I don't remember. Some, I, I think somebody was referring to me and him as one of us was pinky <laughs> and one of us was the brain. Because he has, you know, he's got that pinky thing going Right, on. right, yeah. right, right, right. So I guess that made me the brain. Right. Kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> but you guys were talking about Tobias Harris's Instagram post. Yeah. I see you like this. You're, yeah, it's coming up. Yeah. He says... Philadelphia, I know you deserve better. We will be better, and we will bring this city what it deserves, a championship. I promise to be better on and off the court. I'll be in the lab working to make this team better, to take my game to the next level, and to make myself better night in and night out. Philly fans are the best in the world. Your passion and constructive criticism, he puts that in parentheses, motivates me drives me to do better and I won't let you down love and positive vibes that's a pretty darn good post
3: great post man you know what I'm saying that's what you want the player people in this city just want to know that you understand you you, you came up short but you're gonna get you're gonna work on it and it hurts as much
2: better. as it does for for the the fan there he is
3: <laughs> there, there he is
2: there, there he is. is Robbie e
3: he, he, you look, he's still pissed off.
2: Come, he, he looks very, very angry. angry. Yeah, he's coming <laughs> to us live from Broomall that. somewhere. He was angry. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. The Sixers just got eliminated in seven games. You're not still pissed off about that? Oh, good point. Yeah, I, I am still pissed off
11: about it. I know you are.
0: <laughs> and what's
11: with that headshot behind you of Daryl Morey? We got to clean that thing up. What's he looks
2: one? like Elliot Shore Parks.
11: That- on, on a <laughs> If, if Elliot, he looks like Elliot Shore Park's uncle, who they don't talk about all that much, right? You know what I mean? Like if yes. he shows up at Thanksgiving and everybody's kind of on pins and needles that he's right. going to do something.
2: He's that guy. He gets drunk at the Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. Yeah, yeah, you
11: never quite know what it, what's going to come out of his mouth. You know, right. you know what I mean? You're like he starts ripping somebody in the family, and, right. and it, it's, it's yeah <laughs> What's up, bro?
3: How's it going, man?
11: My guys, these are these are my guys, right Yeah, no question, them. man. You know,
3: I'm surprised I didn't could have called from the wife, man. You know, because if, if schools were open, you know, she always has me up at the school. You know, what I mean, when I go up there those her kids, oh, they 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 threaten me. They, you know, we have a great time while we're there, man. You know, I tell them I'm gonna hang them by their legs. You know, what I mean, it's it's a great time with those kids. You know, although their parents are probably like. Did he say that? Yes, I did say it to him.
11: They love- <laughs> you
3: heard what they said to me.
11: Harry, <laughs> they, they love Barrett. Barrett was like and I was you know we we she gets a lot of good people to come in like mm-hmm. it, it's pretty awesome. They freaking loved Barrett. Barrett <laughs> oh, was like a class, man.
2: I'm not kidding you. I bet Notice Everybody I, loves Barrett.
11: Notice I didn't ask you to come, Harry. No,
2: <laughs> no, no, no.
11: We don't need that kind of influence.
2: Nobody needs Nobody. me around kids. Or can no, you no, see no, him? Can no. You, no. Hey,
3: hey, Rob, you see him? Hey, see? You're going to school for nothing. Right. I don't use my degree this time.
2: Yeah. Don't go. You're wasting see? your time.
11: <laughs> right? So, Harry, Harry will love this, Barrett. So when I finish up with you guys, I'm hopping in the car, and we're going to New Egypt, New Jersey, wherever that is, for a, for a lacrosse tournament. Oh, Harry wow. gets the kick out of me every – Every weekend, Harry, big like, "Would you?" He's do? at track
2: meets and stuff yep. on, his, <laughs> on his weekends. Soccer yeah. tournament, lacrosse right.
11: tournament. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was uh, always something. man. I, always I, I'm not letting you down, Harry. i nah.
2: I got a buddy <laughs> of mine uh, that lives out in near Lancaster, and he's got two girls that both play lacrosse, and it's so bad that. The wife, his wife, will take the one daughter to a tournament in D.C. The same day he's at another tournament in like Cecil, Maryland. They're in different parts of of another state at lacrosse tournaments.
11: I I have been last weekend. I was in Boyd, Maryland, which was outside of D.C. The weekend before, I was like right outside of Towson. So I wow, I feel like Jesus.
3: I you know what? I, I I I miss those days, but I'm so glad. because I mean, even even the, the rooms you get. You might have like I might have six kids in my room, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I have to, I have to take them out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know. Embarrassed
11: you know, in the back of the pickup truck. Just be quiet.
4: Sit out well,
2: Rob, let's take us into your living room uh, or wherever you were watching Game Seven when Ben Simmons passed up the dunk. I, I wish I could have channeled you at that moment.
11: My my, I, my face turned. I'm already. I'm always red, I'm red faced to begin with. But my mm. my face turned a level of red that that maybe has never been seen. I, I it it was like, you know, it, it's funny because you you. The way the whole series had gone, the way his career has gone to a degree, I think you have to expect it, right?
4: Mm-hmm. But
11: even by his standards, his standards that were just as low as they could possibly get, for him to pass up on a dunk like that, to give it to Thibault, right? To give it up to anybody else. You know, the guy who was running at him, it was Trey Young. Tra- he's got a foot on Trey Young. To not dunk it, symbolized everything about that series and everything about where he is. And you know, what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. And it's already starting from the Dan Levitards of the world. What's going to happen is this is going to turn into Philadelphia ran him out of town, Yep, which is utterly preposterous for anybody who's watched this. The the Think about how many times in Barrett, you, you can relate to this better than anybody else. When have you ever, ever won a championship with a key component playing the game scared ever on any level. What do we love more about the, the most about that Eagles team in 2017? You had a bunch of guys who probably didn't belong there stepping up and filling in and filling big boys. Absolutely. Yep. And yeah. And playing with stones, man. And this guy's playing with pebbles and, and it, it's a big deal. Well, yeah. I kind
3: of compared with the dates to, to the, to the um, championship team of 2017. I mean, you got a bunch of guys out there, who just are more grittier than than you know the Sixers? There's no way. There's no way that you allow a team to come in and debo you in your house. And if you look at that, the, the last game, look at the demeanor when they're sitting on the sidelines. When they're when they're drawn up a play, you look at their players and compare their our players. Man, you could tell the fierceness that was in that Hawks, um, um, you know, huddle as opposed to what was going on to the Sixers. Our guys are just sitting there, you know, twinkling their thumbs, you know, looking around, you know, like, you know, what's going on. And you see Capella and all those guys running, let's go, let's go. I mean, it just showed that they had more moxie than we did. And that's a problem in my book. You know what I'm saying? I can see if a team is just more talented than you are, and no matter what you're you doing, you're would you, you you're just still getting your ass kicked. I understand that because they might just be a better team. Yep. But when you allow another team to come into your house and Debo, you push you around. Especially Trey Young, he was pushing our guys around. Like I at, love that after kid. Plays. I do too. I, I hate him. to love him because I I hate him because he's not on my team. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I hate him.
2: He's got kind of a funky release to that shot, doesn't yeah. he, Rob? Yeah, It's sort of a push shot. It looks like
11: how you shot when you were a kid when you weren't quite strong enough, but but he's got got (laughs) parking lot range, so he's (laughs) clearly strong enough. (laughs) I'll tell you the other thing, man. You can't tell me, and I don't think it's going to be I'm demanding a trade or anything. You can't tell me behind closed doors and bead during those exit interviews, didn't sit down with Doc Rivers and or Daryl Morey and or, or whomever, Elton Brand, and say, are you kidding me? Like, Really? I'm dragging him around on one leg and he won't even dunk it. I'm not mm-hmm. even asking him to shoot a jump shot, but he won't dunk it. Yeah. You guys better do something here or else, you know, it, it's going to be me next. I guarantee you that's happening. No question. Yeah. He's, and, he's, he's, come,
3: he's come up with that, what is that, Mega Max deal or whatever you call yeah. it? Yeah. And B's about to come up with that. And, right. and deservedly so. Super you, you Max or that. whatever they call yeah. it. Yeah. You can't have a guy have any fear because your opponent s- seeks out fear. They sense And once that, they started that hack a hack bin, his total game was just out the door. I mean, he he didn't even attempt to shoot a free throw after that. You know, what I mean, it's it, it's a travesty, you know, that they they bullied him like that, man. And he yeah. should feel bullied. But I think the the biggest change is I think Ben finally acknowledged that he has to change. This has been a far cry from when he you know used to have these type of you know interviews. He was like, uh, well, uh, uh what did my what the guy was guard? What he have? Or mm-hmm. uh, I, last time I looked, I'm an all star. Yeah, that whole demeanor left the building. Yeah, he finally came humble, and this might be what it takes for him to take his game to the next level. Him humble,
2: I don't know. Yeah. Rob's not, Rob's not buying that.
11: Like even even at one point where he he did show a little bit of humility, he also said, "It is what it is. I am I am who I am. I am." Like, and I I am. Hear that? BS. He like, there. Yeah, yeah. Here's, here's the biggest problem, guys. In my estimation, if you if you let, let if you go inside of his head for a minute, he was the most tattic guy coming out of his country. Right, his country, not his yeah. neighborhood. His his country. He he comes over here and he, he plays high school ball. He's the most highly recruited guy coming out of high school at, at Montverde, which is a big time, you know, machine of a high school. Yeah. The, so he 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 makes a mockery of the one year at LSU, but he's the number one overall pick.
2: Made a and, movie and, or a documentary during the no, season, was, right? You
11: got to watch that yeah. if you haven't seen it. But yeah. Then you know he breaks the foot, but then he's rookie of the year, right? Then he's an all star. Then he gets a max deal. In his head, why should he put in more work? He's
2: already accomplished.
11: He's accomplished everything, everything yeah, right? Yeah. He's gotten paid. He's gotten the the, the acknowledgement. All of this that stuff. That's the difference between Ben and guys like Kobe and guys like LeBron and you, you know Brady. If you want to go into football, you know mm-hmm. whatever. Those dudes don't care about the accolades, the money. They just want to win. No question. And no I question. I question if Ben is happy with the other stuff and just kind of satisfied. And if he is, they need to cut ties because that's you're not going to win with that dude. Plain mm-hmm. and simple. You are not well, going
3: to You know, you you see that I really think that, you know, the 76ers are going to be a destination point for a lot of um free agents simple because, you know, I mean, this year they came so close. And they are going to be some players that want to play with Embiid. But, you know, the mere fact that, that Ben is here, man, is it's, it's going to it's going to stop a lot of players also, you know, because guys like Jimmy Butler. I mean, if you look at it, if 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 Ben would have just relinquished, relinquished a little bit of, of his, you know, wanting to be the point guard and we kept Jimmy here, it'd be no question, no question, we'd at least been in the finals this but year. But
2: you can't put him at the four, though, either. I, I know. This is something that he – Yeah, where does he go? Yeah.
11: That's the other thing. Like, all right, maybe if you bulked him up a little bit and he accepts that he's Draymond Green – I don't know, but here's the other thing. Is he willing to accept that? Like, right. like at every turn, when you try to approach him with, Hey, we need you to do this or Brett Brown throws out the mandate. I need a three from you every game, one
2: one per game. Yeah.
11: Then gives you the Heisman. Like, right. so w- why are we to assume now? He's going to come off this stance. I, I just, I don't know, man. Like there's a lot, he, he's a puzzling guy and it's yeah. uh, if you come to the conclusion as an organization, and, and they're saying all the right things right now, and all the woge reports, and right, all that, but ultimately, Daryl Morey tried to trade him for Harden, right, mm-hmm. and this is before all of this even happened. So, and I'm not telling you they give him away for nothing, but I think they're going to they're very motivated to move him this offseason. Yeah,
2: I think so too. I don't know that it happens, but I, I yeah. think they they'd love to be able to get it done. All right, Rob, what is your take on the new regime for the Philadelphia Eagles? This Nick Sirianni. And his band of youngsters.
11: I'll tell you, everything comes down to the quarterback. If the kid plays, Sirianni looks like a genius. If the kid yep. can't play, it, it's it's going to be look. he's overmatched, all this other stuff. And I don't think it's necessarily even fair to Sirianni.
0: Mm-hmm. But
11: I think absolutely 100% if Jalen Hurts can play. See, I like from everything I've heard about Sirianni, I hear a lot of good stuff, man. Like I don't care about the rock, paper, scissors and,
6: let's go. We love ball,
11: yeah. man. Very rah,
2: rah. Yeah. I don't care yeah.
11: if you can coach and Barrett, you'll, you know, this, you guys sniff that out in two seconds in a locker room,
2: right? That's it's it. That's it. Deep.
11: And hearing from these guys from the, from, from Indianapolis, like there's a, there's a heavy level of respect for this guy. But mm. the problem is, I just don't think he has players.
3: Mm. Well, That's you know what? It, it's two things. There's two things you have to make sure you accomplish yeah. when you're coming in as a new coach, you know, whether you're young, old, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Number one, can you keep it one hundred with the players? Yep. You can't lie to them. Tell them the truth. And then number two, can you make them better? You have to be able to make them better. And if you can't make them better, you know they'll they'll definitely. Hey, you know what? I think I know more than you right now. So I why would I want to listen to you? And right. you never want to get to that point in a locker room because once you lose that locker room, you can't get it back. Yeah, and I had I think, a coach quit on me before. You you have to make sure you're on that man.
11: Well, I think there's two things, right? Two things on that. One. If the offensive line stays healthy, they're a really good offensive no line. No question. Yes. Okay. So that makes everybody's life be, I agree, Barrett. Mm-hmm. makes everybody's life easier. It's a giant if with the age and the injury history. But if yep. that happens – and I truly believe that you've given Jalen Hurts a dynamic playmaker like we haven't seen in so long with Devontae Smith. I, I think the kid is a monster. I don't care – that he's skinny i get it i know there's some reason for concern there but this dude dominated he's great in the screen game he's great as a deep threat he's hungry great in the locker room too he's a great locker room guy he he is a he's a motor guy this dude's a monster so mm. he's got a stud there he's got a stud at receiver and he could potentially have a really good offensive line and they actually did a decent job with depth at the running back spot i think they're yeah. going to be the i like Gainwell. I do too. Yeah. I think Gainwell was an excellent pick. He had, no you know, he sat out last year. Yeah, he's a little bit on the smaller side, but he can catch the ball and he can run it. If yeah. you, if people, Harry, I know you follow
2: college football. Oh yeah, I follow Memphis too because they're in the same league as Temple. Yeah, that like, was a high-powered offense, man. Two years good, ago, good that kid. That yeah. was
11: other than Devontae Smith. That's my second favorite pick of the draft.
4: Yeah,
3: you know what? I, um, and and when you look at them, this Eagles team, I I think their defensive woes the best way to, to compensate for that is if you have a great offensive line who can go out there and run the rock with guys like Gainwell. If, if Gainwell turns into, you know, just even scratch the surface of being a Westbrook, then, you know, yeah. this offense yeah. will be running like, you know, just like they did when they had Deuce yeah. and Westbrook together or, or you know, whoever they had. This could be one of the teams that, you know, could be a sleeper, man.
4: But
2: get, uh, Rob healthy. is on the same page as Barrett has been saying this about the offense, but what about the other side of the ball?
11: I don't. like the it. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm not going to pretend like I do. I, yeah. I, I still don't like the linebacker position. I still think it's been wholly ignored um, mm-hmm. too much. And I know they made a couple signings, Wilson and whatnot. But I also, uh, who's the other corner? You know right. that right. concerns me in a big way. And I like the Kerrigan addition. I think you have some. You know, you can throw a couple fastballs at them, which is good. But in, in my estimation, you still don't. I don't know. I, I gotta I gotta see more consistent pass rush before I can believe anything. And I and frankly, you know, I've seen that defense disappoint too many times. I think it's going to be nice to just get away from the Schwartz thing. I think that's going to be healthy for some of these guys. Very but, healthy. Yep. Yeah. Fletcher Cox has got a ball out. If Fletcher Cox doesn't ball out, they're in trouble. The only thing, and I love BG, but you're trying to get another year out of him. You know, mm-hmm. there, a lot of these things are just big challenges for me. How
2: about Barnett finally show up for a full season?
11: Well, well right, and and plus, especially Harry with the kind of coin that he's making,
3: yeah, he's making
2: a
11: lot of money, man.
2: And mil, ten point something.
11: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And that, that was one that surprised me. I can't believe they didn't try and restructure that or just let him walk. Frankly, um, yeah. and Barry, you know, you and I were big fans of him his when when they drafted him. Just but hasn't done
3: it. Can't get right.
11: He hasn't. He's he's been okay. Like he hasn't been a what we'd say a, a raging bust, but he hasn't been anywhere near 14th overall pick. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly.
2: No yeah. question. All right, I gotta ask you the painful question because I know you are such a sports fan that you're still paying attention to the Phillies.
11: Yeah. Uh,
2: I mean, where, where do you
11: uh, want to start? How difficult
2: they're, is that as a fan? They're,
11: they're a horrendous defensive team. Painful. I mean, maybe a top five worst defensive team I've seen in Philly's history, and I've seen a lot of bad Phillies baseball. Uh, they are—they lack the clutch gene when it comes to hitting. Okay, mm-hmm. they, other than Zach Wheeler, who and, I, and I'll give him the last start. That you, everybody has a bad whatever He's been a stud. Nola's underachieved. Eflin's been okay. Four and five's a disaster. And the bullpen, while it's not historically bad, is it's bad. awful. It's, it's awful. <laughs> And uh, let's throw one more into this fun mix, right? The manager, who I loved the signing. Mm-hmm. I loved it when they brought him in, has stunk out loud. Okay. <laughs> we can call it like it is. Joe Girardi has been one of the more overrated. I, I, I'm telling you, man. He, like, I thought Doc Rivers got completely outcoached, completely outcoached in that series. Yeah. He looked like Red Hour back compared to what they've gotten out of Joe Girardi this year, Okay.
2: <laughs> He has been awful, <laughs> and, and and to make things worse, Gabe Kapler is presiding over the best team in the oh, National League.
11: Harry, with a bunch of dudes. Like, yes. I, if somebody attempted to watch that that nonsense on Peacock last weekend, which I was, you know, the, the nut that did. Uh, you're looking. At <laughs> you're the and, only person. I <laughs> you know. I'm the one who was able to find it. But you know, in, in watching this, I'm like, who are these dudes? And they, I think, they're either leading or like in the top two or three in home runs in the entire league. Wow, it's crazy.
3: Yeah, wow. That's still know, good enough.
11: Wait, here's the worst case scenario for the Phillies: that Kapler becomes Terry Francona, that he becomes, you know, the Phillies were like the the breeding ground for right. him to become a good manager. Now he's got it all figured out.
2: Right, and right. You know,
11: Girardi, <laughs> now here's the other thing: like, was Girardi's success all because he had this loaded roster?
2: Right. Oh in, in York, that you couldn't screw it up. You yeah, couldn't mess
11: yeah. it up. And he only right. won one, by the way. It's
2: and then like, he beat the front. Phillies.
3: Yeah. That, that was that, that would be the perfect Gruden scenario where Gruden inherited a team yeah. in yes. Tampa Bay that was so good you couldn't lose
2: with. It. I mean, they and won
3: that
11: series be- Barrett, since that season, Gruden. Right.
2: <laughs> they won that <laughs> series because they had to we had to pitch Pedro too much.
11: Yeah. And I mean he's broken down Pedro. Game three, A-Rod hits a camera for Fox that's jutted out of the, uh, off of the fence. It was actually an illegal setup. He hits that. If he doesn't hit that, Phillies probably win that game three. I was sitting there at that game three with my son and they may win the series. And Girardi might not have had any in all those years in New York. He was like Bobby Cox.
3: Wow. (laughs) Wow, this is great Don't do it to us, man. Don't (laughs) do it. Why would you even put that in my head now, man? Why would you do that to me, bro?
11: What, I mean, by it's the way, stadium. we went from, like, five minutes ago to the Philadelphia sports scene looking great. Yeah. Like, right. now. Misery. It's awful. It, it's yeah. back when Barrett and I were doing breakfast on broad, and every team sucked. Bro. And they were playing <laughs> us. It? How
2: <laughs> and I, Yeah, and, and how about Hackstall got hired uh, the other day for, for the Seattle you Kraken? Know, I track
11: feel like someone's going to wake you up and say, April
2: Fools. Yeah. Right.
11: <laughs> Why did this really happened. We didn't just, we're not still in a pandemic, yeah,
2: right, right. It's still 2020. It's still
11: 2020,
3: right, right. Uh, it all right, is, Rob, is, man. we appreciate you, bro, man. Appreciate
2: a couple of minutes. Hey, Enjoy bro, your I love uh,
11: you guys. you guys are my boys, man.
3: We'll see. I love I, you
11: I, guys. I, every once in a while, I
3: need
2: my rant, man.
3: You know, the perfect person to give me my rant, bro. Now, you when are you, you on
2: WIP? When can the people catch you?
11: Every I'm generally every Sunday, either before or after the Phillies, so I'll be on. Uh, at oh, weekend, that's a right? fun show. <laughs> you talk about digging digging out of something man it's a dig baby
2: You know you know what I do man I call every once Sorry, in a while I, out Rob Rob and I were excavators back in the day <laughs>
11: That's why my last my last name's you know, Robbie E, not yeah. ours,
3: extra name. Uh, you know, hey, you know what, man? I, I call I call I call a sheriff once even though I'm I'm supposed to be banned from, from WIP and 975. I still call the host and make him put me on. So wow, <laughs> I bombarded great. him and him and Ray Ray uh,
2: Ray Diddy one day.
11: <laughs> it. it was awesome, man. Great. Anytime. Anytime,
2: boys. That's awesome. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate Have a great you, weekend, bro. man. You
11: guys are the best. Thank you.
2: All right, All right, there bro. he is, Robbie. I I love, I love I love how passionate he is, and it's a, it's just it's great. I I miss him.
3: He he, no, he he keeps it real, man. You know, exactly. Like I said the first time I got on um I got on breakfast on broad. Yeah, it's a two hour show, right? And for the first week, I might have said 25, 30 words the entire week now what month, sure.
2: what month did that start was that during in March oh okay they started in March they All start
3: right. we started in March no we started April it was April 5th we started April 5th and at that time it was uh it was um 15 yeah it was 2015 okay everybody sucked
10: mm-hmm.
3: every single team sucked and I can remember going out and and we we did like a um the the well, no, the Flyers. The Flyers have won eight games in a row, but only one person could talk Flyers. Well, two people. It was it was basically um, you know Rob Rob mm-hmm. could talk it, and then we had Sarah Sarah could talk. Sarah's it. a
2: hockey person. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But I was just getting versed, and I I didn't really know what a blue line was. I was just learning how to you know really talk about hockey, what I'm looking right. at. You know, I didn't I didn't understand anything about it. You know, rotation. I didn't understand a thing, man. I didn't know what the third and fourth line, line was. changes
2: and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, but
3: I could talk about what goes on in the locker room. So that's the only really thing I could contribute at the time because I didn't know, because I wasn't going to do the same thing. I just didn't even know anything about it. Right, I wasn't right. going to do it, you know. But I could remember my girl, Jillian. Jillian was like, Well, we're not talking hockey. It <laughs> was like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> we're not talking hockey. I don't know hockey. Barrett's not well versed at it. Only you two know it. I'm not mm-hmm. talking. Okay. But the rundown, she was in charge of the rundown. Right. So she would alleviate all the all the hockey out of the rundown.
2: So talk oh, about so she didn't hot. you didn't even put it in there. I mean, it's like you know, one of two sports that was going on at the time, right? And
3: she took it out. It was funny, man. Oh, it, was, man. it was crazy. You know, Nobody Rob, cares about hockey. Rob would go nuts. Yeah. Nuts, man. It, <laughs> that was one of the greatest. That was the one of the greatest times I had, man, being on TV, man. Just just yeah. watching all the you know stuff that going on, you know, and people doing this, people doing that. I'm not doing this, you know, or you know, just like I said, man, I was supposed to be at four o'clock. I would on on purpose come in at four oh five just to piss people off, man. Uh-huh. It was, it was cool, man. I well, I,
2: I remember those days because that's when Rob and I were doing the midday show. Right. Right. And he was Rob, taking poor, in the car. Poor Rob <laughs> would you know would get in there at, you know, your place at 4 a.m. So he's up yep. at you know he's up by three 30 yep. at the latest, yep. right? And he's in there for those production meetings. Then he does the two-hour show. Then you'd have the post-show pr- pr- production meetings yeah, about that the was next like an, day. That was like 45 minutes. 45 minutes. So 945, you know, he's got to get in the car and jet to come to the station. And if he did get there early, he would take a five-minute car nap <laughs> in the parking lot. And literally, he would Ridiculous. come in looking at like 958, like the weight of the world was on his back. I felt so bad for him. I'm like, dude, he's already put in a full day, and now he's got to do a four hour radio show where we got to try to get phone calls on, a, you know, on a bad Phillies team. Let's, you know, let's say and it was. Oh. And then after, you know, at two o'clock, then he'd have to go and you know maybe pick up his daughter at school. Like his day yeah. wasn't done. No, I don't know and how he you know, did it.
3: Then he got to pick up guys and girls from practice. He got to pick up the guys from practice. Yeah. You know, it was it I don't was, know how he did it, bro. He's a, he's a you know he he was a commando, bro. He was yeah. a commando man. He come, he wouldn't know what was going on, man. He wouldn't, he, he, he it'd be four o'clock in the morning. Like, uh, say what? what? Yeah. uh oh, 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 okay. All
2: right. Yeah. You lose track of like what day yeah. it is. Yeah. Like yeah. every day just runs into the next. Yeah. All right. right. going to take a quick time out, and we're going to be back up. Our buddy, Kevin Kincaid, who we had on the show this week, we actually germinated an idea for him <laughs> for content on crossing broad. And we're going to discuss that and a whole lot more when we get back right here to the middle on the Jacob Media YouTube channel.
5: If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home.
2: Available on
5: YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Go now to steersnacks.com.
8: In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations.
2: And welcome back to the Middle Jacob Media YouTube channel. Don't forget uh, Birds 365 every weekday from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then uh, the middle, stacked in the middle. And then we have four to six, Dan Silio, and the National Football Show uh, with some tremendous guests. But we had one of our tremendous guests from this week uh, is Kevin Kincaid, who routinely appears on this show uh, because he's great. And because, you know, he writes great stuff at Crossing Broad. He gives content. He is a content machine. Oh, no, He's
3: he's one of the best at that, bro.
2: Yes. And when we were talking this week about it was the day after, I believe, the Sixers had lost. And it was the Kevin Herter game. Herter game.
4: Mm -hmm. Right? Mm
2: -hmm. So we're talking. I said, that would be a great Mount Rushmore. Just like, you know, white dudes that (laughs) killed (laughs) Philadelphia sports teams. And sure enough... I look today Friday's Mount Rushmore I'm on crossingbroad.com random white dudes who absolutely killed us when we weren't expecting it so so that he's got the you know the picture of the the Mount Rushmore with the Phillies cap on a sixers cap Flyers and Eagles and he even has the bimbo in there for the soccer because he's a big soccer honk huge soccer honk. yeah huge soccer honk all right so number one is Kevin Horder the inspiration for this article a ginger. He scored 27 points on 55% shooting in game seven against the Sixers in the Eastern Finals. By himself, he killed us. Yes, this is one This one is always going to sting because the Sixers <laughs> held Trey Young to five for 23 in the same game. Right. It's just unbelievable. So that's number one. Kevin Werder next. And I was at this game. This really did sting. This was when I was a baseball fan. Cody Bleepin Ross, do you remember that in 2010, no. Barrett, no. Game One of the NLCS against the San Francisco Giants? I was there. It was Doc Halliday against Lincecum, Game oh. One, and Cody Ross hit two home runs. Oh, Cody Ross, he's like a guy that you wouldn't even be able to pick out of a lineup. Just a guy. Oh, just a yeah, guy. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. He starts out, this mf -er." (laughs) the Giants claimed him off waivers in 2010 with the goal of blocking the Padres from getting him. He went on to bat eighth in their lineup and hit two home runs off of Halliday in game one of the NLCS. Then he homered again in game two off Roy Oswalt. Then he drove in the Giants' first run in game three win and doubled in game four to kick off a late-game rally. It was beyond annoying. Cody oh, Ross. And I looked him paid. up. Cody Ross actually hit 13 home runs in his career against the Phillies. Wow. 13. Wow. And he's not like a home run hitter. He wasn't. Right. Like, you know, right. Some, you know, this isn't Dave Kingman, you know, from back <laughs> in the day. Cody Ross. That's a great one. Now, the can you guess who the one who's the guy who did in the Eagles? What random white dude? I, I, I already know.
3: You already know who it is. Joe Jervis, correct? Correct,
2: <laughs> Joe Jervis. I mean, I could still see him running down the sideline. What was it? Who was the safety that they got from Tennessee? The was sheriff, a, he couldn't run. Oh, yeah, the, didn't they call him the oh, sheriff? Yeah, Buford. Yeah, yeah. Buford, yeah, yeah, right.
3: <laughs> I think oh, that's who it was. Man, oh, what was his name? No, he was a pro bowler too. He was a pro bowler. No, what was his name? Um,
2: oh my goodness. Still have nightmares about this dude streaking down the field in South Philly. How does a guy take a shallow crossing route and go seventy-one yards down to your five-yard line? It was—he all- was a big receiver too. He was like six-five. Yeah, yeah. He was—he was, was a big
3: receiver. He's yeah. a Penn
2: State guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was the only pass he caught all game. Dude caught one of five wow. targets. Yep. Wow.
3: That was that was incredible. I, I you know I remember watching that game. You know what I'm saying? Because I was out of playoffs then. I remember watching that game. I'm like, I cannot believe that. That yeah, was crazy.
2: Gonna, I can't believe I can't remember that safety's name.
3: Oh my goodness, he was he uh, came
2: over from Tennessee.
3: He was big too. Um, what was his name?
2: Uh, the stream will know. The stream will get in and, and and the linebacker Kirkland was on yeah, that La- squad too, right? Le- he, L- couldn't, L- he couldn't he L- couldn't
3: move. No, LeVon L- Kirkland was three hundred pounds middle linebacker. Yeah. He was over. He was over three hundred pounds then. He was probably hitting about three twenty back then.
4: I what mean, was I his name?
2: That was just a. That was just a sad game, man. What year I was that? Uh, wasn't that? Was that 03? That was two thousand four, two thousand
3: three.
2: I think it was 03. Yeah, I think it was the 03 season. I believe. Man, I can't remember. I can't believe it. Blaine Bishop. Blaine that's Bishop, who it that's right. was. Yep. Blaine Bishop. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
3: Wow. All right. He was the, a pro bowler, too, and he was supposed to be, you know, this, he, and then he came out after the game, yeah, um, I'm out here, you know, giving my all. I had, you know, uh, I have a torn, um, no, what was it? A, a torn, torn, torn groin, groin?
2: Yeah, he had a torn groin muscle he wow. was trying to play with. Wow. All right, the Flyers representative. This goes back to the 04 Eastern Conference finals, and he actually played for the Flyers, too. Ruslan Fedotenko. Ruslan Fedotenko. He was a Flyer at one point, but he also with the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Flyers lost the series 4-3 at the hands of the Lightning, who got six friggin' goals from Ruslan Fedotenko. <laughs> yes, the same Ruslan Fedotenko who began his career in Philadelphia as an undrafted free agent. The same Ruslan Fedetenko who was a third liner. Oh, <laughs> no. Come on, man. Yeah, how about that? Now, some honorable mentions. I want to get your take on these. David Freeze.
3: David Freeze. He um.
2: Wasn't he with the Cardinals? Yeah. Yep. Yep. He was like a, just some like random dude who probably hit a bunch of home runs against the Eagles. Jeff Conine. He used to kill the Phillies. And he was oh, a yeah. Philly briefly for, I think, part of one year. But he was with the Marlins during their, you know, heyday in the late 90s. And he actually hit in his career. Fourteen home runs against the Phillies, Damn. and had an OPS of 850 against the <laughs> Phillies. Bitch. Talk about a killer, <laughs> Jeff Conine, um, Aaron Baines. Remember that dude with the Boston Celtics, the white dude that would throw up threes in that yeah. playoff yeah. series. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where he is now. He's not with the Celtics anymore. Patrick Elias. Now, see, I think Patrick Elias is a really good player. I don't think I don't consider him a random dude. He was a I really mean, good hockey L.S. player for the New Jersey Devils on a, on many of their great teams. Here's a good one: Brian Colangelo, <laughs> our Stop own it. general manager, some <laughs> random white dude that did in his team. And don't forget about his wife, the 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 Barbara Botini, the tweeter, yeah, the tweeter, <laughs> yeah, the burner account. Mitch Williams is an honorable mention. I like Mitch.
3: They're pretty good, man. You know, he
2: gave up, he gave up a bad home run, but
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> Leon Stickle, now he's a he's a hockey referee that blew oh. a call back in the '80s when they were playing, I think, the Islanders, and it 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 changed the series, um, and it screwed the Flyers. Claude Lemieux, he's not he's another not random guy. He was a great player. No, oh, he's a great, and great a player. and a tough dude, yeah. and he always killed the Flyers.
3: Well, you know, um, he was
2: with the Capitals and the Devils and mm-hmm. each place he killed the flyers.
3: Didn't didn't he reside in uh, Pittsburgh?
2: I'm not No, that's that's the uh, that's the other one. That's Mario Lemieux. That's yeah, Mario they are, Lemieux. they, they were, were not even related. related. They Claude uh, Lemieux was a totally different type of uh, player. Okay. Here's here's the great one though. Carson Wentz. <laughs> yes. Carson Wentz. <laughs> totally did a <us> sin, right? <laughs> totally did us in. So I thought Uh-oh. that was I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, so. it was pretty good. So good work out of uh Kevin Kitake. Well, you know you, right.
3: should, you should you know you know who else used to do it to us? Who? He's actually on our squad now. Uh for the Eagles. He's a he's an eagle killer. Uh defensive and, end. Which guy? What's his name? Um we just we just signed him. We just signed him. Um from the Washington Football team. Um Damn. Oh
2: yeah, Kerrigan.
3: Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Kerrigan. Kerrigan. Yeah,
2: right, right, right. That's a good one, Ryan but Kerrigan. I don't to know to that he's a us. random white dude though. Like he's a pretty good player. Like oh, okay, I think yeah. the, the definition of a random white dude is like just somebody that you're like, who? <laughs> who is this guy? That's you, if you, he had a you career always, high yeah, against
3: when, the Eagles. When you can, when you can put him in the when you can put him in the sense, I hate to do it to you, but yeah,
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, now all right. So now it's t- your turn to talk to the stream for a little bit. And I see AJB says the Steelers released Dave DeCastro. I'm sure wow, you saw that's
3: that. A salary dump, man. Yeah, this is a salary dump. Well, he's it been hurt
2: quite a bit too, hasn't he? Yeah,
3: but you know, he's, you're still letting go a Pro Bowl player, you know. Yeah. I can't believe they let the Castro go. That's 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 crazy, you know. That's that's just one of those things that you know they just needed the salary down, mm-hmm. you know, just like you know, they cut both tackles from from um the Bears. Are, are gone now. Oh yeah, no. So yeah, so they just. I mean, a lot of these teams are just dumping salaries, man. I don't understand it. I mean, look at why are we still have Zach Ertz? Yeah. I, now question.
2: I'm starting
3: to think. I'm now I'm starting to think that he might just be around, man. Really? Yeah. And 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 I think he'll help the offense. I don't think he'll be so mad at the organization that he won't go out there and give him, you know, give him their all. I think he's gonna go out there and really try to, you know, bank on himself. And be a better player than what they want him to be, mm-hmm. he's gonna be good.
2: Kevin Bloomfield has been asking me for golf picks the entire show. We didn't do a <laughs> podcast this week because uh, one of our, the guy who runs it, Moose, was unavailable. So we didn't do it this week. So there was no picks. Uh, but the place that they're playing is one of my favorite spots uh, up in Connecticut. And it's a horse for course type of place. Guys that? that always play well play that, at this place always play well at this place.
4: Oh, okay. And there's about
2: six guys that you could pick. Kevin Streelman, Patrick Reed, Bubba Watson has won there a few times. Paul Casey plays well there all the time. I would probably have just gone with a bunch of those guys uh, rather than, you know, try to think outside the box and get cute. Um, but then I was watching a little bit yesterday. Paul Casey went like birdie like four holes in a row, and then he bogeyed four holes in a row. So, Damn. I mean, it's just crazy game but it's a horses for courses type of place for me all right th- so there's other questions apparently
3: yeah look this is it, joey b, b. has yeah.
2: has been on these he, yeah. he loves doing this stuff
3: what was the best city to play in on the road yeah um, as far
2: as the best and worst hotels and stuff
3: uh probably the best would probably be whew, that's that's tough man because new orleans is great yeah and um tampa bay is great It is great. You know, I mean, that's I mean, you want to play there, but the best natural grass in the world is playing in in Tampa Bay. And plus, they got some of the best steakhouses in the world down in Tampa Bay, also. Now, we like Tampa Bay.
2: The thing when you were with the Steelers, the road games in the division is not good. Oh, they stunk. You're going to Cleveland and Cincinnati and Baltimore.
3: Right, right. You know, it's it was horrible. Those are like the most, especially Cincinnati. There's nothing in Cincinnati. Nothing. I did a
2: game. I did a game there for Temple, and we went. We ended up going out the night before, uh, right next to where the, the Reds play the ballpark down along the river. Mm-hmm. There was a there was a bunch of restaurants there, and it was okay, but nothing to write home about.
3: Well, they say the same thing in Pittsburgh. though. Pittsburgh really didn't have anything either. You know, um, you know our big thing in Pittsburgh. You know, for uh, for we go to dinner like at uh, uh, inside inside the the baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. There's a um, steakhouse inside there so we go in there and and watch the game while we you know have a steak and that was like the the biggest thing we did and 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 um while we're there in uh in, in Pittsburgh you go to Baltimore Baltimore was cool because you go to the harbor and get some good seafood so well that, true. Was, that was pretty cool yeah um there's nothing in Cleveland you know you go to the flats in Cleveland but you really didn't want to. that's where to all that. the bars are right yeah the flats, down in the flats yeah well yeah. other than that man it was
2: so, like what's what's that like the night you let's say you get in on a Saturday to go to to Cleveland to play Sunday, one o'clock game. Yep. Uh what what was the routine, like the meetings and first of and all how you, much time did you have to yourself?
3: First of all, you drive a bus down. Oh wow. So you're on a bus, it's like four buses, you know. each guy has a you know a, a whole road to himself, you know, right. two seats to himself. But still, you're on a bus, you're driving, it's only an hour and a half, two hours to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You get to Cleveland, you check in your hotel and there's nothing or nothing around. There's not even people walking around. I mean, it's worse than Pittsburgh. There is nobody even walking around the city when you get really. There. Yeah. I mean, you don't see you barely see anybody uh, in the streets, you know, and the colder it gets, the less like you are to see people. Right. Um Baltimore was cool. Like I said, you go down to the Harbor, even if it was cold, you know, there's always great food down there. Great. great Now,
2: did you have to play at that old stadium, the Cleveland municipal stadium before they made the new one? Yeah, I did. Oh, that, that was a dump dump. Wasn't it?
3: It was right along the lines with, um, with, with playing in Seattle, playing in Philadelphia, you know, playing in the vet. So the kingdom.
2: Yeah. That was bad. bad, right?
3: Oh, that was real bad, man. Um, some of the worst stadiums I played when was three rivers. That yeah. Was a bad one. Well, that I was like the vet. Concrete.
2: That yeah. was like the vet. Yeah.
3: Like playing on concrete. Um, Cincinnati's Seattle.
2: was like that too.
3: Cincinnati was bad. Yep. So, you know, as the, as the, you know, the turf got better, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
3: people started building the new, um, the new arenas and the new stadiums and stuff, you know, but yeah. now man, it, I mean, great place to play. Like one of the best places to play, like I said, is Tampa Bay. Cause the grass, is yeah. that Bermuda grass, I mean, it's, it's, it's like you can lay down in it, man. It's like, you know, it's better than a golf course. That's I did a couple
2: games there on the field. You're right about That field is perfect. And that's a real easy stadium to access, like, yep. the the press box and things because yep. I'd have to go <laughs> up and down. And uh, I love doing games in that stadium. Right. Yeah.
3: You know who else has a nice stadium that, you know, that they don't give them a lot of credit for? Baylor. Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's right along the river. You know, that's pretty pretty. You got nice the city. statue
2: of Robert Griffin III right there too. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. That's the Brazos River that goes so, right by there.
3: One of the best places I, I went to do a college football game is, and, um, in his um, Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh has, yeah, Tennessee has a nice. That's right road. on the river, the river too. too. Yeah, you see all those Neyland
2: goals? Stadium. It's like a hundred and some thousand seats. Beautiful. Yeah, and then yep. it's, you know,
3: the, it's a nice, nice looking stadium, man. Really yeah. nice looking stadium um they got the checkerboard
2: I, end zones you know the orange and white no, checkerboard
3: i hate it i hate it doing games in georgia because it's one way in one way out it's the worst traffic in the world penn state is like that too man yeah oh, i yeah. hate to do it to you penn state man yeah. but you get you just don't even don't even think you're gonna leave that stadium and think you're gonna get out without at least waiting two or three hours in
2: traffic no you need a helicopter to get out oh, of there. no
3: question there's yeah. no, no question man so I mean, if you do a game there, you just sit there, you just wait, man. I I, I literally wait like three hours before I even attempt to leave the drive back to uh, back to Philly. It's horrible. One road in, and run road out.
2: All right, Barrett. What training camp back in the day had the best chefs or food?
3: Actually, I was in camp in Cleveland mm. before they tra- they sent me to um to the to the Broncos. Mm-hmm. When I say it was amazing food in Cleveland. I mean, they figure there's nothing else there. They got to feed you right. They had steak, lobster, and shrimp every single night for dinner. Lunch was unbelievable. You know, they, I mean, even breakfast. You know, handmade omelets. They give you the works there. They treat you well in Cleveland. Nice. You can, you can give you can give your clothes, and they'll dry clean your clothes for free.
4: Wow,
2: it was free. incredible,
3: man. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I can remember um, Big Brown. Um, they call him Zeus. Zeus would get his his suits. They would send his suits. Out, you know, so dry clean. He would have like two checks in his suit that he hadn't even cashed yet, because he really didn't believe in banks and all that stuff. He had two checks, and then each check is like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars a piece in his pocket in his suit.
2: I hope they weren't endorsed.
3: No, they weren't endorsed. Still, though, you know he hadn't he hadn't even opened them up yet.
2: Wow. I'm Must like, be Zeus, nice. What's up,
3: man? That's what i saying. Like Zeus, man. What's, what's up with that, bro? Zeus was papered up, man.
2: All <laughs> right, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> to have. Hey, I've been told uh Xander does have the pictures. So let, why oh, don't yeah. we pop those up here so that people can take a look at? It. This is Barrett's kitchen.
3: Yeah, that's see. That's see. We're just redoing it. It used to be all white with black countertops.
2: That she looks nice, She changed it up. Man. You know,
3: yeah, man. She just really doing a nice job, man. they really yeah, look, yeah. really nice
2: job. You got like an island sink out, or is that is that the sink yep. in the island? Yeah. No, that's
3: that's the, oh, the um, stove. The stove. That's the, okay. That's the, got the country sink in there now. You know,
2: yeah. She got brand like new a farm sink.
3: Well, really, and that's the floor she just got done too. Uh, in our foyer, the Boy, floor. Those are new chairs for the for the for the kitchen.
2: She's spending that money, bro. It's, it's Whoa, blowing man. out
3: there so fast, bro. So fast, man.
2: You know, we got. Oh, there's another one of the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. But All yeah, right. man, they're doing a
3: That's great, cool. job with great, great job. Good
4: stuff.
2: I know that people want to see that. All right, one final timeout. Then we have overtime, and uh, our buddy Jimmy Kempsky wrote a dumpster fire article on the Philadelphia Eagles and why they will be a dumpster fire. We'll go That's through that easy. really quickly on the other <laughs> side and wrap things up here for a big week on the middle right here on Jacob Media YouTube channel.
5: If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, pure bull dry rub, and our favorite, Huckenfot. What's that? Huckenfot. Go now to steersnacks.com.
8: In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the
7: Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at delawarevalleysportscenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss.
9: Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on their Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It.
10: The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m.
2: All right, we're back on the middle for overtime on a Friday, and might as well finish it up with a little football discussion uh, to make it a football Friday, Barrett. Yep. And I saw this this morning. We went through this with the other NFC East teams. Um, I don't know if we got through Dallas's, but uh, we, no, got, we, didn't get through Dallas. we got we got into it at least. Mm-hmm. He put out today, he being Jimmy Kemsky at Jimmy Kemsky on Twitter, why the Eagles will be a dumpster fire, and of course, this is a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. It's it's fun. Number one, Barrett. It's now. Oh no, wait. That's the Dallas Cowboy one. Hold on. Hold on. My bad. Let me open this up. I was like, that's not the Eagles. You don't necessarily buy into this either. <laughs> well, you don't like. Real. You don't that. like thinking about negativity.
3: No, I don't, man. You know me, bro.
2: With regards to your football team, at least.
3: I can't, man. You know, right. I got half full, bro, half full.
2: Here it is. Number one, they wrecked their Super Bowl roster in record time.
3: I don't believe that. That Super Bowl roster had to be wrecked, disassembled. You know, they were all old.
2: Mm. <laughs> Well, he's talking about like uh, they selected J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Right, right. right. Uh, They selected Jalen Rager instead of Justin Jefferson. They traded up for Andre Dillard, who is still a a major question mark right Right, now. Right, right, right. Used a second-round pick on a quarterback. uh, Whiffed on Sidney Jones, Rasul Douglas. He goes on and on, um, you know, and how it, it has affected the cap and everything. Number two, there's a new head coach. Somebody had to take the fall for 2020, and that somebody was Doug Peterson.
3: That's definitely true. Definitely true. You know, more and more I think about it, I don't think that he wanted to be here, anyways.
2: Doug, you want to be Doug? No, I think I think he tanked it, man. Yeah, (laughs) I think he he tanked tanked the interview. He (laughs) tanked the exit interview. (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, it's like he's collecting a check, not having to work for a little while. You can play it's golf, new. you know, oh, and man. just cash that check. And then knowing that next year when there's six or seven openings, you know, he'll be right up there at the, at the front of the line. So
3: I would look, look, he's, he's he's down in Tampa right now living life.
2: Yeah. Is that where he is? Yeah. Yeah. He's down there and he goes through the, the ages of all the, the assistant head coaches. It's pretty stunning when you start looking at some oh, of these yeah. guys. But we
3: 28, I mean, uh, 38. Yeah. Gannon's thirty eight. Um, Clay is twenty nine.
2: Yeah, twenty nine. Yeah. Uh,
3: Sirianni's forty. Forty. And yep. uh, St- Stitchum is what thirty uh, five.
2: I think so. I just rolled crazy. Away from Th- number three is the quarterback situation. The quarterback factory is always busy, <laughs> and it remains to be seen. I mean, who knows? Maybe Jalen Hurts will be great. Yeah. You yeah. know. I'm. I'm hoping, man. The wide they, receiving core still isn't good. I
3: no, I, I beg to differ on that. I think they're 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 gonna be good. they they have to go through the process of showing that they're good, but I think they're good. They're fast. I see speed there. Mm-hmm. I see some athleticism there. It's not like you know, when we had guys that were just possess we had the biggest roster of possession receivers I've seen in my life. JJ Ortega Whiteside. You had Alshon, Alshon guys yeah. that just weren't, you know, blazers that could really Hold get them. open. And Fogum, you know, yeah. Fogum is actually a – he's actually a possession receiver. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. He he, he just, you know, he – I think he – given another opportunity, I think he can still play up to that level if, and that's only if, they go to him. Mm. Carson, just stopped going to him.
2: Yeah. Don't remind <laughs> me. All right, number five, their offensive linemen are old and or injury-prone. I say injury prone.
3: I don't think well, with the exception of center, I don't think they're that old. I mean, what?
2: Well, seven years. Uh, Sam Malu's twenty eight in October. That's not old. Nope. Kelsey thirty four in November. He's old. He's old. Yep. Brandon Brooks thirty two in August. Yes, that's, that's getting, getting there. there. Yep, yep. Um, let's see. Lane is young. Lane Johnson's thirty one.
3: Thirty one. Yeah, he's wow. thirty
2: one.
3: They right on the cusp of it. But this is where you know guys really start coming to their own and being great mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying this is the, when they're up at the, the top of their game they're great at this at, at this year 31 32 like,
2: like that 28 to 32 kind of yep
3: that's when they play the best appreciate at, the penguin az ajb yeah penguin
2: az and ajb checking in yeah man appreciate with some that. uh with some donations yes, thank sir. you i don't know where they go but thank you right <laughs> I don't think I see it. <laughs> I've never seen it. All right, as always, number six says. As always, the cornerbacks are bad, very bad. Yeah,
3: very very bad. And, you know what? And we have. I think we have something against going out and getting DBs that are over five five eight. Mm-hmm. We have three DBs that are five eight. Yeah, and I'd say they're not going to be any good at it. But it's harder when you're playing against guys that are six two, huh. six three, like in Dallas,
2: right? You know what I mean? He copies in a tweet from Brandon Lee Gowton, of course, uh, bleeding green, uh, where Darius Slay was asked if there was any talk about the Eagles giving him more help against DK Metcalf. The quote, hell no. I don't need no help. Next question. (laughs) That's great. All right. Number seven, Barrett. You love this. And the linebackers.
3: Oh, my goodness. Now, you know what? I you know I can't sugarcoat it. I got to tell the truth but I like Singleton. Singleton yeah, I do too. I think Singleton's going to be a really good linebacker. Now that he's a full-time starter, he can mm-hmm. grow with this um with this 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 defense. He's going to be good. TJ Edwards great run stopper, but how many mm-hmm. teams run the rock like that? Right. Um you look at Wilson. Wilson's a good all-around pass uh, defending linebacker. So, you know, on on, on passing downs, third downs. He's the player downs, they
2: got from Minnesota.
3: Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. He, Him and, and Singleton will be able to play very well in their nickel situation when they run big nickel because they're probably going to bring in the safety, the new safety that they just uh, brought in, or, or the, maybe they'll have Kayvon Wallace be that third safety in the box, like in the linebacker type of position that they had Malcolm Jenkins in. Yeah. Now, if they run that a lot and they run that more, not, I'm pretty confident in, in the linebackers that, you know, Wilson and Singleton can make something happen. But, you know, it depends on who they have in the box as a linebacker. Yep. If you have somebody, that's you know, scared to go up there and hit or, or not big enough to go up there and make a play, then we're in trouble. We're in a lot of trouble. But, what's the, I mean, Jacoby, if they get Jacoby playing, he's the size of a linebacker. In fact, he's the same size as our linebackers right now. He's like mm-hmm. 230, you know, playing safety.
2: You so love Sean you know, like, Bradley too. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, loved him. <laughs> he's he's a
3: he's he's a he's a single single uh single digit guy.
2: Yeah, I mean he he was a temple. Yeah,
3: he's intense, man. He doesn't play around. He's one of those guys, like in practice, where you have old players like, "Man, you know, chill out a little bit, man. You know, you ain't making a team today, man. Chill out." Mm-hmm. He's one. No, I'm going full speed. He's right. going full speed and hit everybody, bro. He doesn't care.
2: Now we're talking about Age <laughs> Jackson. Avian says, "Hey, what are you guys talking about, man? Brady's over 40. <laughs> Now, with all due respect, we, there are certain athletes that you can never use in an argument. Right. Okay. Brady is one of them. All right. Brady I mean, is one of them.
3: And he's, he's, he doesn't eat strawberries, so you know you can't talk about them. I know. Him, I know.
2: And then he points out, Jackson says, the donations are for the over-under bets. So these go to Aton to help pay for his losses. That's what he's saying. That, that might be true. All right. Number eight, their best and most expensive defensive player is in the decline. Fletcher Cox. Fletcher,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, I think Fletcher, he's going to have to go out there and, sh- you know, shut people up. He's going to get that criticism because mm-hmm. he's the number one guy. He's the one that makes that defense roll. If they, if, if he has a great season, the defense could be great. But, right. you know, he has to draw the attention that he's been drawing. And, you know, according to, you know, a guy that I trust, you know, in, in, in his analysis of, of defensive linemen – I yeah. think that, you know, he's gonna have to play at another level to be, you know, talked about like he's, you know, uh Aaron Donald.
2: The season could go very badly out of the gate, is number nine, and he points to all the point spreads uh for every game. There's point spreads for every game already. And the Eagles are underdogs in every one of their first seven games. And the <laughs> eighth the eighth game against the Lions is a pick'em. <laughs> they're only favored in two games the entire season. What is that? They're favored week, week 15. No, that's a pick them. Uh, they're week 15 game against the Washington football team. They're a point and a half favorite at wow. home. And then the next week against the Giants, they're a one and a half point favorite. That's it. Wow. Number wow. 10, the Eagles themselves know they're going to be bad. When asked where he and Doug Peterson differed on their vision of the franchise's direction going forward, Lurie seemed to almost warn that the team's focus was not on the short term. <laughs> so this is the this is the rebuild year. Well, they're
3: not according to um, to them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not according to Jalen Hurts. He's yeah. going out there playing for his life, bro. So, and that's <laughs> that's something you can't you can't put a dollar amount on that. You can't put a line amount on that. You know, right? He's out there playing for his life. So, all we'll right. See, final man. question
2: from the stream. John Shelton says, "How many golf balls does Barrett pack for eighteen holes?"
3: Eighteen holes, at least eighteen golf
2: balls.
3: 18- <laughs> we we're, we're so we're sitting right around about twenty-four golf balls. So that's you know, two boxes holes. of balls. Yeah, easy. Wow, easy. Why do you think I always go get the the you know the freebies, the that's, cheapies? Remember I, remember I told you about the Nike balls? <laughs> yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. make yeah. anymore. No, that's no, because no. I, they don't make them anymore, and that's the golf balls I was given. You know, over the years, <laughs> of going to these days. So,
2: now, will you collect? You're going to be collecting some balls on Monday when you're at this event. They'll probably give give out some balls, right?
3: Harry, it, I'm, I'm, I go in there and they give you a gift bag, and they give you they give you. They usually give you one sleeve. Right. I ask for three extra sleeves. Right. Of balls. But then I also have that fishing ball um thing that the telescope. Yeah, yeah. Then I yeah. go I go and I and I go in the water and get those balls out too. <laughs> Cause I know, you know it's bad.
2: <laughs> if they've been in the water too long, they're no good to hit.
3: You act like I'm gonna hit him anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> on that note, uh, we'll say goodbye. We appreciate everybody checking in this week. Uh, if you good haven't, week, bro, if you week. missed any of it, go back on. You know, it's all podcasted. It's all you know, cut up on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Stay tuned for Dan Silio today. Birds three sixty five starting up the week again on Monday. Aton will be back Monday, I assume. Barrett is not, uh, but we'll have the whole band back together on Tuesday. Have a great weekend.
5: If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify.
0: BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code Champion150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome.